Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 16th of July, 2020. This is The Gap, episode 525. I'm Luke Laurie, Job Gorey is here, and boy, do I have a proposition for you, Job. And it's a good one. Tell me. I'm going to offer you mm. the chance to get rich quick. And yes, I'm listening. <laughs> it's legit, 100% legit. All okay. right. Yep. All you need to do is send me $1,000 in Bitcoin and I'll send it back to you, but I'll double it. How's that sound? That sounds amazing. I mean, I don't yep. have $1,000 in Bitcoin, but I can get it and then you can double it. Mm. What's, what's the catch? There has to be a catch. I need it in the next 30 minutes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll do, I, I could, I guess I could try. Uh, how are you doubling it? Um, <clears throat> I'm mining for more bitcoins using the bitcoins you've given me. What? What kind of yeah. fucking Ponzi just, just scheme don't think shit? About is- it. Just, just think, just give me the money. All right. Trust me. Just- <laughs> Trust me. Look, Obama's doing it. Bill what? Gates is doing it. Elon <laughs> Musk is, is in. There's a lot of people that are in. Is that is that the case? Is it? What the fuck is going on? What have I woken up to? Like, everyone's banned on fucking Twitter or some shit. And now you're trying to fucking... Trying to scam me out of $1,000 of Bitcoin. What is going on? Mm. I don't know. So Apparently, Twitter got hacked. Twitter um, got hacked. Yeah. And so, somebody has managed to put, like, a... A message on people's verified Twitter account saying, like, send me Bitcoin and we'll double it. So amazing. Um, it's gotten to the point where uh, Twitter basically stopped people that were verified from posting until they could figure out what was going on. I think it's only just come back in the last, like, half an hour or so. But, yeah, it's been an interesting uh, <laughs> morning. I'm sure they're not impressed with that because... This is, this is extra funny. I got an email from the uh, PR agency that handles Twitter in Australia earlier this right. week saying, hey, uh, hey, Job, um, uh, I'm, you know, um, such and such won't be chatting with you anymore. She's moved on from the company. So I'll be handling things for Twitter from now on. I've got some very exciting news for you uh, real soon. And mm. first of all, I've never heard from them before. <laughs> I didn't know who this person was. I didn't know who the other person was. Nobody from Twitter has ever fucking reached out to me. Uh, and I was very confused. And then this must be the exciting news. They're like, well, we're fucking, we've, we've completed our 11 year long scam <laughs> to, to yeah. rope everyone into our social network so that we can scam a hundred or a couple hundred people out of a thousand bucks worth of Bitcoin. Right. But you know what you need to do now is. What? Is this person left? Has, have they gone completely? The previous person? Yeah, I assume. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I never knew. Like left the company, not not just leaving the account. Right. Anyway, here's what we're going to do. Yep. You're going to email this this new person back yep. and be like, hey, uh, myself and Luke Laurie from one of the best podcasts in Australia. One of We're still waiting for our, our verification on Twitter to come through and- other person was looking after it, but they've left now. Can you follow mm-hmm. it up and see what's going on? And that's how we get verified. Chase it down. And and the, and the podcast. We get the podcast account verified as well. People would be so fucking <laughs> whacked out. Yeah. Podcasts that literally only tweets once a week on auto. I don't even know if it tweets all the time because like, I don't know what you it do does. in them, but like my mutes catch. 
I've got so many mutes on Twitter, so I have to fucking mm. listen to things. And my mutes catch them all the fucking time. So I just don't retweet them. You don't see it? Yeah. It's, it's weird. I have no idea. Whatever. Fucking technology anyway. is a mystery to me. It's it's all so a bit It'll be me. good. This time next week will be verified. We'll be fucking... We'll be, we'll be scamming people <laughs> out of their fucking Bitcoin, baby. Uh, yeah. We can... We can and the charade that was this fucking podcast, which we started out as obviously a Bitcoin scam, um, around the same time that Twitter started. Like, we both had, Twitter and us had the exact same ideas at the same time. Run an 11-year-long scam to, like, run an 11-year-long grift to scam people out of their Bitcoin, a, uh, a cryptocurrency that didn't yet exist at the time. And... Now it just seems like Twitter's pulled the trigger before we were ready. You know they didn't they didn't let us know, but well here we go. Now now we just have to scramble. That's what it's like in the high flying, uh, highfalutin scam life that is being yeah. a grifter, a grifter podcast. That's what the mm. G in in Gap stands for, grifting, <laughs> and we're the masters of yeah. it. Um, I just like saying grift. Uh. Anyway, it's going to be a huge podcast, so maybe we should fucking focus. (laughs) (laughs) We've got so much shit to talk about. Maybe we should stop fucking saying the word grift 18 times a fucking second and, yeah, Yeah. focus up. First things first, uh, I watched The Old Guard on the weekend, and that movie's pretty fucking good. Charlize Theron, she she should be in more movies, action movies. She's fucking rad. She's got, like, moves and shit. She been she was in that Atomic Blonde, yeah, that's Mad it. Max and a list, yeah. But she wasn't doing like action shit in that. She was like driving a truck and being grumpy at Tom Hardy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, nobody was acting all that much in that movie. Well, I mean, I wasn't guess they were she acting. In a they were just film with much. Seth Rogen, um, where she was. She wasn't doing acting uh, action in that. She was like a fucking oh, wasn't she ambassador or some shit. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no. She should be in John Wick. She should be Jane Wick. Oh, my God. John Wick's sister, Jane Wick. It's genius. She's fucking <laughs> shows up. I would fucking lose my tits. Um, hmm. anyway. Yeah. Oh, God. Worth a watch on Netflix. And uh, the other one was um, the Eurovision movie. Uh, okay. uh, <clears throat> Fire Saga. The story of Fire Saga. Worth a watch. Uh like, just nice. Like, like fucking. It's a Will Ferrell movie, so you you got to be in for Will Ferrell, like doing loud noises uh, instead of comedy for a little bit. But like, most of it is generally funny. Rachel McAdams is like, you know, funny as fuck uh, in it. And what's his face? Uh, your boy from uh, Legion, Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. He's in it. And he's right. spectacular. Um, cool. Yeah, watch that. And that's about it. And I watched Hamilton. Put it on my list. I watched Fuck Hamilton it. as well, yes. Yeah. Because I've not seen it before. Have Maybe you seen it? No. How would I? No. Well, I don't know. Maybe you've... It's been oh, yeah. out for like five Just years. So. Rolled on over to fucking Broadway, baby. Like fucking that's how it is, you know, in the high flying fucking <laughs> life. Bitcoin money. <laughs> the grifting life, baby. Uh, um, yeah, no, I hadn't seen it. But uh, yeah, it was... It was good, I guess. Um, I, I, Did you, know, you watch it, it with subtitles on? No, should I have? Okay. 
Well, no, because my wife, everyone at her work said that they watched it with subtitles on because a lot of them couldn't understand. Well, you, I, I've heard a lot of people saying this, that like you couldn't, you get a better understanding of the lyrics and like what they're saying. Like you've got to watch it a couple of times to really fully grasp it. But if you put the subtitles on, you can kind of you read everything as it's happening. And it's a lot easier to, to get everything. Sounds like cheating. You don't have subtitles yeah. when you do the fucking theater. I, I was like, I don't want any fucking camera changes in that shit. Shock a fucking camera up behind a fucking <laughs> a giant fucking post because I cheaped out on the tickets and you can't you gotta fucking lean yeah. around a fucking column just to watch. Them. I've got a ten dollar streaming <laughs> <laughs> ticket. For Have it on a on a, on a slant because you got to fucking yeah. crane your head the entire time. You're like, yeah, pretty yeah. good. That's and basically every, like, I watch twenty the minutes, somebody walks past like in front of you. <laughs> Exactly. What's, yeah, like the old school fucking when you bootleg a fucking um, a movie. Uh, what was it? I think it was Romeo Must Die. My mate came uh, back from the Philippines with this fucking like this CD case, this 400 CD uh, like case. And it, yeah. like 250 of them were like pirated PlayStation games and the other 150 were fucking pirated movies. And uh, I remember, like, Romeo Must Die hadn't made it out in cinemas in Australia at the, at the time. So we're like, mm. oh, my fucking God, Jet Lee, we're watching this shit. Let's go. Let's go. Let's watch this. <laughs> fucking chuck it in. And it is, like, not only is you, you can see someone's head, like, the, the lower half of the screen is taken up by <laughs> yeah. someone's head. But better still is the entire time you're watching it, the dude filming is losing his fucking shit. He's like, oh my God. And I'm like, what is going on in this? Like, and he's like hitting the fucking camera. So the camera shakes every time he gets out of his seat. And it was basically like watching the, the movie with like a, a very excitable person. Like a 4D. Yeah, it was like, yeah, super fucking real. It was the most real cinema-going experience I've ever been, uh, ever seen in a pirated film. Not that I watch many pirated films, of course, ladies and gentlemen. We don't, uh, we don't condone the very cool act of piracy on this podcast. Um, anyway, that's movies we watch. Let's move on to video games. Yeah, um, what are we starting with? There's, there's a lot. There's a lot here. We got some good ones this week. A lot. Of we got some great previews, but we'll kick off with the Hunter Call of the Wild. Um, okay. Last week we were recording the podcast, and once I think we started. Did we start late last week or something? Yeah, I think we started late. late. Yeah, yeah. Um, so once we finished, uh, some of the guys were actually already playing uh, the game, and so I jumped in afterwards, and um, I was running around. So the hunter is a, a, a simulated hunting game, um, and so I'm running around and. I could see like this faint line in the middle, like going directly across the middle of my screen as we were running around. Like you're looking at the sky, like you'd see all blue and then this like sort of faint white light in the middle. Right. And then a couple of other little bits and pieces. And I'm like, what the fuck is this line? And I'm like moving my screen around and it's always there. So I alt tab and I, I, I opened up like, um, a web page or something or discord might have been discord um because my discord is is on dark mode and i can see this line still i'm like i've got like a fucking dead pixel pixel or something like across the entirety of my screen yeah and i'm flipping out i'm like looking at this thing and then i start seeing other bits and pieces like 
little indentations or something. I'm like, what is that? And I realized it's my web browser that because when I when we podcast, I yeah. um I have your video up on the screen, which is taking up half the screen. Of course. Uh, and then on the lower half of the screen is our our um, show notes where I've got what we're talking about. I, I mark things in there and just so I've got an idea of what, you know. So there's some sort of fucking function on this podcast. Um, and so it somehow was like starting to screen burn because <laughs> we record for like uh, quite a while on here usually. Yep. Three, three and a half hours is sort of the average these days. Yep. And uh, so it, was, it looked like it was starting to screen burn on my screen. I was like flipping out because um, I, I could see this giant line across the entirety of my screen yeah luckily uh it seems like you can kind of get rid of that stuff by just powering off your um monitor for a while uh but anyway i'm gonna have to keep an eye on that because i don't want screen burn on my expensive screen (laughs) like i've had this screen for quite a while yeah um it's going on like probably seven years maybe at this stage that is a long time but still does what I needed to do. Um, but yeah, anyway, I've got to, I've just got to keep an eye on that one because uh, it was concerning. When you see that, you're like, oh, am I going to have to get a new screen? Um, but anyway, The Hunter. Um, still playing a bunch of that game, uh, having a lot of fun. We, I jumped in last night and there was four of us in the channel at one stage oh, yeah. playing. Um, been doing a bunch of like tournaments and things like that where you uh someone starts whoever the host is starts a a tournament and you're given a a bunch of tasks it could be something basic like uh get a silver uh, trophy or it could be like here's a list of six different animals you gotta go find go go get those um i haven't really had a chance to sort of dive in and see what those are all sort of entailing but um yeah it seems like there's a decent list i think that there could be a better way to do some of that stuff in terms 100%. of yeah like the, the way i feel about the game at the moment is it's very pay to win <laughs> it's not a pay to win game but when we're playing tournaments i feel like it's pay to win because uh like last night for instance when we're jumping in there yeah. drew started up a, a, a tournament and i hadn't played this specific map since um early access and so when i jumped into the map it kind of spawned me um I hadn't really explored much of it at all and I didn't really have anything unlocked whereas these guys were able to move around and and go to different areas and uh I said like what's the rules and there there are no rules and so all of a sudden like people are fucking fast traveling all over the map like no rules this is this is why you need me right yeah. at least uh, you know <laughs> yeah as overbearing as I can be I at least keep mm. things in fucking order uh, at least yeah. impose a, some semblance of fucking sanity on the proceedings as opposed to, yeah, I assume people were just following each other around or some shit, you know? that's what um, Not necessarily, but, like, I like to gear myself up and know what I'm in for because I've been playing it um, with my loadout, like, on the other map. Like, I know what I need. Here's my... Because um, uh, animals sort of have a different rating from, like, one to nine. And mm. you've got to have the appropriate equipment um, in order to get a specific, uh, like a trophy rating. 
um because some of the challenges require you to do specific things like you can't use the wrong gun against a certain type of animal although you've got to use the correct type of ammo uh, you've got to shoot them in the right spots you can't damage certain trophy uh, uh organs or, or pieces you got the four and ticks so, that you have to tick off yeah there's four things to get a perfect trophy perfect yeah um and so i've got my setup for that specific um scenario or that reservation right because i know that i'm gonna have here's my weapon it's a one to four and then i've got another weapon that's like a three to seven and then one that's a little bit more powerful that does like an eight and then i've got like a pistol for the smaller game like your um your foxes and your uh, rabbits and things like that and so i was at my callers as well for those specific types of animals but then i jump into this new reservation and i'm like all right what are we hunting the fucking tournament's already started and i'm like going through my my list of things that I need to sort of take with me and have the right callers. And on top of that, I'm looking at this list of like six, seven things. And I'm like, I don't know where, where to even start like going, <laughs> like where should I be looking? And so I just started going north and running around. Meanwhile, first goes on his fucking ATV and he's driving around everywhere. <laughs> and Drew's warping all over the place, like um, uh, fast traveling to certain locations that he's already unlocked. He's sitting at this pond just murdering everything that he can, I think. I don't even know if he's trying, but <laughs> he must have killed about eight things at this pond. Um, meanwhile, I'm, I'm, I must have run for about 20 minutes, and I didn't hear a single animal. I didn't <laughs> see a single footprint. And I'm like, well, there's no way I'm winning this. Uh, and eventually, I, I just kept going north, and I started taking things out. And eventually... Um, I got in the lead by I think it was like four to one or four to two. What? And then my we needed six, and so I, what I had left was a um, a wild boar oh, yeah. and a uh, bison. Um, Heath ended up dropping out because he had to go make dinner, and he had a race after that. And he was food. raging, wasn't he? He was raging for sure. I, he was doing something in that pond because everything was dead. It was just challenges. Purple, fucking, he pops squad. off. He challenges. He loses his fucking shit. Yeah. Um. And so I go. I, I eventually find these boar prints, and I'm running around mm. trying to just. I like. I never get a glimpse of this thing. I must have been chasing it for about 25, 30 minutes. I've never seen this boar. All I can see is footprints. I don't have any callers to to try and get it to come towards me. I don't really know where I'm supposed to be looking because I haven't explored this area before. Like, I don't know where the, the feeding zones are or the, like the, the sleeping zones, like where I should be going. Should, am I even in the right area to find this type of stuff? Yeah. Um, eventually I, uh, I get one. I, I just, I think it just like walks in front of me or something like that. Just out of nowhere. So I, I get that down and, uh, and then I'm like, all right, now I've got this bison left. I don't know where to look for this bison. And so Drew is saying that he's got bison down near him. So, but he's got this like portable tent thing, thing that he can place. Yep. And it acts as a fast travel. Yep. And it's literally on the opposite side of the map. And so I just fast travel to that and start running around. He's like, oh, there's some south of me I saw. And so I fast travel. I start running south. And then I realize the wind is going south. I'm like, that motherfucker. He's- <laughs> He stitched you up. He's yeah, he's, he's tried that on me a billion times. He is <laughs> he is such a he's such a dog. He is such a fucking sly sly dog when he's trying to get that fucking win. That's yeah. how that's how he always manages to beat me. He'll always beat me by one fucking animal, and it'll be off the basis of some fucking 
cheeky shit like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then it's I think the he said he saw some special. down near the road to the east. And I so I start running down this road and I eventually look at the map and there's just giant purple blotches, like seven of them. I'm like, was Heath down here before? And that's where Heath was manned up. He was just killing things all around that uh, pond. And what happens is if you kill too many things around a certain area, the animals stop going to that area. Um, so anyway, I, I didn't win that um, that specific tournament. I, I got close. I was in front for quite a while, but yeah, I just don't know the area. What I want to see is I want to do the tournaments where you start off, everybody's on equal ground. Yep. There's no there's no, um, there's no no fast travel. Or at no least- fast travel. Nah, you got to have no. fast travel. Right. But you then have- people that have unlocked certain things can't get to certain places. Like that's not that's not pay to win. That's just fucking. So go in and people that have played play that single player and go fucking grab the fucking spots. I just go get the fast travel points. That's what I did last time after I got fucking splashed out by fucking Heath and Drew being able to fucking fast travel anywhere. I just went back in afterwards, and I uh, unlocked a bunch of fast travel spots. Like I that you got to have fast travel because you can't have everyone start on the same spot. And then run out because it's too much of a clusterfuck. Like it's, it's too fucking cluttered. Oh, Everyone okay. fucking runs on top of each other, scares away your shit, and Frisco <laughs> follows me fucking sixteen minutes shooting all my fucking game, and then fucking I just, somehow he has him I was me. doing that the other day. Like someone was across <laughs> the river from me, yeah, and they were like one thing away, and so I'd just be picking shots over there, like while they're chasing. <laughs> dog, what a dog. Um, yeah. All right, like I, I like the challenges in that game, but they need to, I would, they could be so much better. That game, just in general, could be so much fucking better than it is. It is like a great start, and it has, but it has potential to be so much more. Like I want to be able to set a challenge, like the challenge you were doing, where you got to get one of each animal, right? Mm. Set a challenge, but also put like a minimum score limit on each yeah, each yeah. animal you know yeah, like absolutely. you can't because fucking you, you, like you just smash everything yeah these boys are running around like like fucking pinging fucking deer in the face and walking away with a fucking 25 pointer and here i am like light like there's seven of these fucking things and i like pick out the one i want oh this one's got yep and then i'll like fucking wait and aim and get the perfect shot and walk up and i'll get fucking 400 points or some shit but it's worth the same as a fucking 25 pointer so i might as well just fucking blast it into the fucking crowd and seeing what i got you know like yeah set a minimum limit to actual encu- actual encourage like proper hunting uh mm. and i'd like to be able to like yeah like set all of the parameters of a challenge like yeah you know like get limit to- like certain animals like yeah uh, or like an order or something like you got to, or like distances, like range. Uh, you got to fucking shoot them from this range or whatever. Like, oh, there's all kinds of things, but yeah, you can't. There are there are like um, so like you can do the silver trophies and gold trophies and things like that. That sort of makes it so you've got to yeah at least try a little bit harder. There was one that the guys put up the other day, which was um. Get a, a heart shot. Oh, and yeah. So I found a uh, rabbit and just fucking ha! blasted it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> Game the system. And I literally said before that we started the challenge, well, after this challenge started, I was, I said, are there any rules? And they said no. And I was like, cool. And I finished <laughs> the challenge in about a minute. <laughs> I just went this, up to a rabbit. This is why it. you need some rules. <laughs> yeah. They're out there. They're hunting bison and, and <laughs> giant deers. And I'm like, oh, there's a rabbit. Bam. See you later. Yeah. Um, that's gold. Anyway, I'm still playing that game a lot by myself, just running around. Um, I think I'm going to start on one of the other reservations that I've got, the the one that I haven't played, and just try and get some more um, experience out of that because there's still a lot of weapons that I haven't unlocked and um, some gear and things like that. Yeah. Uh, I'd be interested to start using things like the bow and arrow and seeing what that's like, but yeah. I'm, I'm pretty content with just using couple of different rifles and uh and and like a pistol for this stage but yeah it's a very zen game at the moment just chilling out yeah every you know i'll I'll play for an hour and a half two hours and just do one mission and then log off do something else yeah it's good for that yeah cool all right uh i haven't played a lot of games because the um the one game we can talk about is under embargo until next week. Um, yeah, true. But other than that, like Rocket Arena is kind of the only other game that I've I've played that's sort of <laughs> newish. Sure. I'm still playing The Last of Us Part Two. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about Rocket Arena? Let's do it. Uh, this is the the EA's Rocket Arena, not the uh, Quake Three Quake Quake mod Rocket Quake Arena. Mod uh yeah uh yeah this is the new rocket arena from final strike games and ea formerly final strike games and nexon uh and yeah it's uh it came out two days ago uh launched it's uh 30 dollars inexplicably um and it's a 30 dollar multiplayer only game with uh like bot match only single player um and it's dead on arrival in australia uh $30 us yeah yeah uh so yeah 40 ish australian uh yeah, yeah it's dead on arrival in australia it's already dead uh i was playing it i got i got a code from ea i got to play in the um pre-release review session um and yeah but obviously you know i I didn't post anything until i could see it on live servers it was exactly as i suspected because even in the pre-release review session uh people dropped out and so i got sorted onto uh it appeared to be southeast asian or asian servers i'm not sure uh but i was getting 150 ping it's got it like it's got ping details and stuff so it's not like you know, there is another game on this list that won't even tell you fucking ping. Uh, but yeah, it's not like you can't tell your ping. It's just yeah. you, you wouldn't fucking need it. You wouldn't fucking need to know your ping because it's a so it's a three three v three hero based third person shooter. Sorry, a third person hero shooter. Uh, three v three team-focused, multiple modes, and instead of dying, you've got a Smash Bros-style percentage-based knockout system. 
uh, yep. where you just get blasted off the map. And uh, yeah, but you can the, recover health. But yeah, you well yeah you can if you can stay out of harm's way for long enough, you can just recover yep. all your health. Um, yep. Yeah, you'd notice if the ping was high because uh, all like there are no hit scan weapons. Everything's a projectile based. At, I'm ninety nine percent sure. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, and it's very lenient, extremely lenient. Uh, yeah, there's there's like a large amount of splash damage, um, large hitboxes, and yeah, man, uh, at two hundred and fifty ping, there's uh, there doesn't appear to be any lag compensation, so you just fucking warp everywhere. Like it is crazy hard to do anything in that game because not only do you have to lead everyone by like a quarter of a second uh but you're also like warping constant warping backwards constantly so you have to fucking manage that and even once you do get into a mindset where you're capable of fucking dealing with the warping and you do like you adjust pretty quickly it, it's like it's warping in the way that um uh yeah, Quake used to do it a little bit when you were playing on high ping servers. Um, like, you would sort of just stutter a little um, as opposed to moving naturally or the other players would mm. stutter. Like, you can see how, ever, how the server is struggling to, to reconcile your impact on it. And, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's just impossible to fucking play. Uh, you just, you struggle so fucking hard to hit anything. And because it's a 3v3 team-based shooter and the team focus is very much there, uh, it's not just you having a bad time. A third of this team is out of commission, is, is contributing nothing, is bringing nothing to the fucking table. And so the other people in your team are having a fucking bad time. You can't tell that you're in a 250 ping server until the fucking game starts. So it's not like you can back out at the start. I don't like there's this, it, it doesn't like find someone else to be in the game or anything. Yeah. So it, basically- it doesn't say like searching matchmaking high, like a high ping or anything like, sort of like what Call of Duty does where it says matchmaking. And then if it can't find something, it'll broaden the search to be like matchmaking, 50 ping, 100 yeah. ping, 150 ping. And then it sort of escalates. Yeah. And, like, flat out, uh, this game shouldn't put you in a server any height. Like, I think 150 was playable. Once you realize you're on 150, you can sort of adjust. It's not warping as much. There is a little bit of warping, usually, like, with lag spikes. Uh, but, like, most of, the, most of the time, you can adjust enough to accommodate for the, the ping. But, uh, I mean, here's, here's a fucking good example is, uh, I couldn't fucking get a game going, right? We ran out of OCE players. Uh, I was, I was like, well, I mean, if I can't play at sub 200 ping, I'm just going to, I'm just going to bail on the event. Uh, you know, I've played, I played for three hours. I've got a pretty good handle on it. I'm obviously going to wait and play it when it releases to see what it's like then anyway. Um, so I'll get more playing then. And they, like, they scrambled, the, the team, um, doing the review event scrambled to get me someone to play with. So they found like, there was one other Aussie player still, still going. Um, mm. so they put him on one team and they put me on the other 
And they filled out the rest of the fucking the team with uh, developers who are, by all accounts, very good at the game. And I beat the fuck out of them. Like, they never had a fucking hope. They couldn't hit me. They, they never had a fucking chance of hitting me. And I was just fucking teeing them up at every fucking corner. It was... And, like, this... The, the thing about this is, like, the thing about Rockin' Arena is that this had happened quite a bit already. Like, this game has a skill floor like you wouldn't fucking believe. You need, like, fucking... You need, like, a Sherpa to get to the fucking base camp so you can start mounting an expedition to get to the skill floor of this game. Because you've got to learn mm. the fucking rocket arcs. you got to learn, like, the, the timing on each shot of each hero, every single hero's primary fire fires differently, be it different pace, uh, different arc, uh, different reloads, uh, like different damages. Like they're all, that's all different. So every single one of those is different, but they're all fundamentally within the same fucking like idea. They're all explosive uh, weapons. Ex explosive projectiles right and then you've got to learn all of their shift abilities uh typically movement style or like uh defensive style movements uh sorry abilities you got to learn all of those and you got to learn all of their rmb attacks uh and the rmb they've got like a fucking there's a wide array of those as well. Like they do a, a bunch of different things. They might put a shield on you. Uh, they might just throw out a fucking really fast like attack, uh, like all kinds of things. And you got to learn all of those. And that's to play as any one character, but you have to learn everything everyone else is doing as well, because like there's, there's no op like opportunity to like, if you, Find out the fucking pirate character, whatever his name, Blastbeard or whatever it is. If you find out, like, at the... If you just find out by playing what he does, mm. he can rip your shit up. Because what he does is... Uh, I think his shift... His shift? I'm pretty sure his shift attack is he explodes. He explodes in a fucking huge blast. And then that... But that blast does damage, uh, like, in a giant radius. and it uh like negates any projectiles running at him so if you get in close to him you have to understand that he has the potential to a do shitloads of damage and negate all damage coming towards him or uh if you're chasing after uh, a zell the fucking um amazonian right you got to know that she's able to fucking smash shift and get the fuck out right she can just fucking get away uh and you won't catch her but she can also use that to to close the distance really fast. And if she hits you with it, you take a fuck ton of damage. And so you got to know like the encounter ranges of every single fucking person or the fucking, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Uh, the magic chick, she splits. And if you kill the wrong one, you didn't actually, you didn't do anything. So you got to fucking kill her twice. Uh, and she's not that hard to kill, but like, she's kind of shit. Uh, but there's two of her. Uh, you got to fucking manage that shit. You got to fucking... Oh, well, she's... Okay, this thing's not shooting back, so uh, I guess I'll fucking move on to the other one. But she can switch between them at will and all this kind of stuff. Like, you got to know all this shit, and that's the base level. And then there's the fact the fact that there's, you know... Items and... 
different like, modes. There's a billion different items. There's a bill like seven different maps. There's f- three, four modes. I don't know. I think one of the modes I played was pre-launch, and I I can't mention it. Uh, I I played a- one which was a mix, like a multiple different modes, like things happening, collecting coins, and then yeah, protecting okay. a treasure chest. And so there's there's knockout right, which is yeah. just kill everyone or get like you know team deathmatch, and then there's treasure chest, uh, treasure hunt, which is the one you played, where there's a treasure chest in the middle, and then it switches at the halfway point, and everyone goes for coins, which is the like it's just a spectacularly poorly. Uh, executed fucking mode. It doesn't work in in its current situation because as soon as the fucking coin run happens, the most efficient way to play is to stop fighting and go run after coins, right? And you, the only time you you would shoot in that, the only time you do shoot in that situation is when you are being harassed by someone, uh, mm. and the only time you would be harassed is if you went clockwise and they went anti-clockwise around the fucking yeah. map collecting coins. It's there, not like you're banking coins anywhere. There's you're no banking, exactly. Them up. Yeah, yeah, you just you just grab them, and that directly contributes. So anytime you're not grabbing coins is not contributing to your fucking team. Uh, so yeah, that map's that that mode's not well done. And then there is Rocket Ball. Did you play Rocket Ball? Um, nope. uh, Mega Rocket. Did you play Mega Rocket? Have you only played those nope. two? modes yeah all right well one of the modes i just said is maybe not out yet <laughs> uh you talk about you playing for a bit while I oh, no, i've only Google i've you- only played a little bit because i just jumped in for a little while to check it out uh i didn't even realize that there were different heroes with different abilities and things like that because uh it just didn't occur to me it, it, like there's a tutorial when you jump into the game that teaches you about movement and that sort of stuff, but I didn't realize that the characters were sort of behaving a bit differently. Um, what I did notice was, and I still haven't got an idea of how any of this works, but there's like an artifact system where you get unlocks and then you can then tweak, I guess, how your character works with these artifacts. Um, have you played around much with those at all? Oh, yeah. that Yeah, sorry. I was just Googling. Um, I... I just realized which mode it was, that, and it's not. So there are four modes uh, in the game from the get-go, uh, Mega Rocket and Rocket Ball. Uh, yeah, the artifacts. Yeah, this shit's insane. You can't have artifacts in this game. The fucking boosts they give you, like, yeah. you can your dodge takes you 50% further or 75% or 100% further. That is a fucking huge buff. That is a huge deal. Or... You move 15% faster, I think, is one of the early ones you get, right? That is fucking everything. 15% faster than someone else is insane, right? Do you, mm. you see how much effort that in Apex Legends they put into, like, clarifying to everyone that everyone moves at the same pace? Because movement speed is such a huge imbalance, like, factor in games, because like just the perception of moving slower affects how people play, and like in this, you've got like random artifacts. So I mean, we come back to fucking the hyperscape thing, where you can't like instantly tell what you're running into, uh, like based on a silhouette. Like you've got no idea exactly how you're going to fucking run into. 
when the game, when a match starts in Rocketball, it shows you your teammates' artifacts. Mm. And I was very depressed to see that 90% of the time, nobody on my team equipped any fucking uh, artifacts. But I do not, I don't think you, you can't see like anyone else's. You can't see the other like team uh, artifacts. Like so you don't running. even fucking know what they're running, right? Like that's crazy. Oh no, you you can. It's hidden underneath. I'm just looking at a screenshot from one of my videos. Like you can see it, uh, and it it's just barely visible, just barely. Yeah. Like in this in this screenshot that I'm looking at right now, um, half of one of the characters' artifacts, almost all of one of the characters' artifacts, are hidden by uh, blast beards cannon is hanging over where it would be displayed so you just can't see it so that information is just not available to you and it's so fucking important it's such a big deal in how it plays out so yeah you've got to account for that that's this is still skill floor shit this is just the basics of playing this game just the basics of getting into your first game you've got to be accounting for artifacts items what mode you're playing, what map you're on, what hero you are, what heroes your teammates are, what heroes you're up against, then you're fine. Easy. Oh, is that all? Meanwhile, Rocket fucking Rocket Arena, uh, Rocket League, rather, Rocket League is uh, cargo, and that's it, right? Oh, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, I drive into the big ball. Is that how the game works? I drive into the big ball. Yeah, I got this. I think I get how this game works. Well, Call of Duty is, oh, yeah, like, the gun, it pews, right? Like, and that's it. And this, like, uh, you got to learn the different guns. They're all basically the same. Like, the closest I think I can I can think of, the closest, uh, sorry, I must have said something about uh, that search engine because my phone just fucking started searching shit. Uh, but no, the closest <laughs> analog I can think of in terms of like skill floor would be overwatch right yeah because at the same like you know you've got uh, a a high degree of difference between each character right but uh, even overwatch does it better because at least you've got the support roles at least you like you can be in mercy right be lucio right and lucio just fucking pews and passively heals everyone or speeds them up or whatever right he does that passively you don't need to fucking pay attention to to his impact on the team or mercy auto targets for healing shit like mm. most uh, i know people who when they first started playing as uh, playing overwatch they played mercy for ages and didn't realize she could she could switch guns they didn't know for fucking yonks because it's just not how they play. They, they didn't need to. But what they were doing while they were actively contributing to their team, uh, doing, you know, playing a support role, was they were learning all of those things that the other fucking players do. All the, like, the heroes on their team. You know, they can see what Reinhardt's doing. It's, it's, it reminds me of the fucking World of Tanks thing where you play as an SPG, right? When you play as an SPG, you see everything that's going on in the map and you can see what scouts are doing, you, uh, like light tanks are doing. You can see what meet, how medium yeah. tanks move up or hide behind fucking heavies and 
what heavies are doing to maximize their fucking usefulness. You can see all that shit and you get a really good fucking idea of how the game works by watching it. There's no fucking opportunity to do that in Rocket Arena. You are in the shit immediately. They fucking kick you in the fucking deep end and then they're like, by the way, try not to drown and also um, it's 250 ping. Like it's fucking crazy shit. What I noticed during my play session before everyone quit, and I think everyone fucking quit, everyone in the OC region, the reason I had to play on fucking 250 ping servers, the reason that happened is because I blitzed the fuck out of everyone. There's one person, this dude called Toothless, who appeared to be on my level, right? That was it. And at one point, I messaged uh, the, like, people running the events to tell them to make sure we aren't on the same team anymore because it was revolting. Anytime we were on the same team, I've got video. I I, I can like, we could probably play it in the background. There's video where we play a, a, like against a team and it's knockout, which is first to 20 and we win 20 to one. We lost one person. It was toothless. And that's why I'm better than him, obviously. Uh, <laughs> no, we lost one person. Um, and and like that was that was when I'm like, we can't be on the same team anymore. Because the the skill disparity, right? The other team, these were players who are still trying to get to grips with the basics of the game. You know, like uh, even if you've played shooters before, you aren't prepared for Rocket Arena. I think the reason I was prepared is because I, I didn't notice. I, I sort of felt like the first, I think they make you play as one guy, this like fucking like architect type dude with a pith hat, you know, and he's got like, he's got a grenade launcher. That's his main weapon is a grenade launcher. And it's not exactly the same, but it's a quite a similar arc to the grenade launcher from Quake. And so I was, I, I felt pretty fucking set, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I managed to find my fucking footing with him very quickly. And then I found another character uh, who felt good. And I just sort of like, I, I went through all the characters uh, the same as I assume everyone else did. But yeah, like I was able to make mental analogs, like mental links to other shooters. But if you don't have a very broad fucking concept, a very broad experience, with shooters, if you've played Call of Duty or you've played some Battlefield, you're in for a rough time trying to learn this fucking game because it doesn't yeah. play like those games. It doesn't play like other shooters. It doesn't even play like, like I think the best you get, like if you're good at Junkrat, you would be well equipped in Rocket Arena because, yeah. you know, that is quite similar. You have you've you've got that arc type thing. Um, yeah, like. So we just blitzed, we just like fuck people up nonstop. Yeah. Uh, Blitzball, like the, sorry, Rocketball game. So Rocketball is, I think Rocketball and Knockout um, would be, they should they should get rid of every mode that isn't Rocketball and Knockout. Just delete them from the game. Treasure Hunt is dumb. It's, it is a bad execution on a ultimately not very fun idea. Uh, and um, Mega Rocket is the one where, it, so there's like these rockets come down and it's basically King of the Hill. You have to hold a single space for, uh, I think it's 
20 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, like as it's, and, and I think it goes faster when there's more of your team in and it goes back and forth. Uh, but like it's, it doesn't, like it doesn't make sense because it's a game with fucking splash damage, right? So it's not like in regular Killing of the Hills, you can hold it by holding certain angles, but in a game with splash damage and like lots of, vertical mobility you just get up high enough and just like lob in you lob in until people are pushed off the fucking point uh fucking pirate boy again his shifts his uh his explosion which blocks all fucking damage is the size of the capture area so if he gets he gets onto the fucking cap area that's it he can he can decimate every single enemy player in the fucking cap area like he can do massive damage without any issues so rocket um mega rocket doesn't really work i just don't think king of the hill should be in this kind of game and then yeah knockout obviously is good rocket ball rocket ball is great rocket ball is like i don't know fucking basketball or some shit like you you get the mm-hmm. ball you throw it at the fucking a single flag capture the flag um and it just it works right it I think the only thing that I would change about it is make the ball move a little slower when you when you throw it. I think it moves right. too fast. I think it needs a bit of an arc uh, to to emphasize skill shots. Because what I was doing is uh, I would just fucking I'd line it up from fucking yonks out. Like I'd grab the ball and I I got a couple of fucking goals from like my side of the fucking map, like my team's hmm. side. I just like they would just throw it. I'd grab it, launch up into the air, and fucking ping it at their fucking goal, and get it from the other side of the. Well, damn, why the fuck not? Right, like because it's it's too easy to fucking predict. It needs some sort of fucking like accuracy, uh, like a you know a zone, like a fucking a circle, so it's not perfectly wherever you fucking throw it. It needs an arc, and it needs to be a little bit slower so people can intercept it. Uh, a bit easier to make it more of a skill shot, but I th- I think that mo- I, like I think that mode generally works. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, yeah, like that that's a good mode. Knockout makes sense because it's basically Smash Bros. This game is basically Smash Bros. but a third person shooter. But like, I don't <clears throat> like. How does that elevator pitch work? Right? Like, yeah. oh yeah, this game is basically know who this game is for. That's like- it, right? That's exactly it, right? <laughs> This this game's just oh, yeah. you look at the art style and the art style oh. is directly like a Fortnite, right? Yeah. It, it looks like a, a Fortnite, very cartoonish, yeah. or even like a like an Overwatch or something like that. Very exaggerated cartoon characters, bright colors. Um it's a third person game for some reason. Um yeah. I don't know why it is. It just like when you think about obviously there's no relation here to at all to rocket arena the the mod other than taking basically the same idea and uh trying to redo it in today's um sort of you know what the games are sort of doing today uh but yeah it just doesn't like it just doesn't seem to know what it is trying to do like is it a is it a casual game is it a going for the hardcore audience is it somewhere in the middle like they've got it'd be like giving um I don't know, like PUBG, a really cartoony look and, yeah. and, and making it appeal to kids, yeah. having it be super hardcore and deep and just being like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, that's exactly that's exactly it. Like, yeah, it's the cartoon style, right? Like the the aesthetic, like it's so divorced from the gameplay, uh, because yeah, it is it, like I guess in a way that's sort of like Smash Bros, right? Smash Bros is all cartoony characters, and then you go and play it, and the only people who are any good at it haven't showered in 16 weeks and you're like getting fucking bodied by some fucking like 24 year old unemployed kid who hmm. like lives on tendies and you're like what the fuck is going on here I, I don't understand I didn't I knock you off the fucking platform why the fuck are you back up here and you're like yeah. oh I just did a reverse jump dash cancel and you're like e- excuse me hey what yeah. <laughs> Which and their health says five hundred percent. You're like, what? Yeah. I, uh, didn't you die at a hundred? <laughs> Do I not understand how numbers work anymore? Actually, speaking of, I can never work out when the fuck someone's about to die. Uh, like, yes, when they're flashing, uh, in like when they've got like the flashing, uh, like health bar, I guess percentage bar. There, there isn't percentage numbers. And uh, yeah, I can't work out when someone's gonna fucking die in Rocket Arena. Uh, I just I just shoot them until they're fucking dead. Um, and I, I guess it seemed to work because nobody was able to stop me from doing it. But yeah, like it's just, uh, yeah, this this game, man. Like I, it just I, someone needed to, someone needed to be there to say what what are you doing, like what. Who do you want to play this game? Who is it for? One hundred percent. Who is this for? Because mm. it doesn't really work in yeah. its current form. And, and like I said, I think it is extremely lenient on its hitboxes. And oh yeah, it must have like some sort of auto aim or something. Because I was doing like fifteen hit combos. Uh, if I was doing 15 hit combos in Quake 3, I'd be fucking fatality or something like that. Yeah. Um, like playing Rocket Arena or playing, uh, you know, whatever they were playing, a Team Deathmatch or... Like, if you were hitting 15 rockets in a row back then, that would yeah. be nuts. And Man, it, it's oh, yeah, everyone, I'm doing that. Everyone watching the duel would be losing their fucking... <laughs> like, they would, they'd still make fucking... They'd still make frag movies about it to this day. Like... People would be re-rendering the demo out at a higher resolution so that you could re-watch it over and over and over again. That time Crash nailed a 15-hit combo on some fucking moron in Rocket <laughs> in Clan Arena. Um, yeah, but it, but I'm doing it in here, and I, I feel like there's something going on. Like, I don't yeah. know if it's, it's just very, like, the hitbox is just huge or it just kind of... If you if you get it near someone, it sort of magnetizes towards them a little because there is some sort of dodge mechanic. Yeah. Um, so maybe if you get like too close to it, it sort of just registers that registers that as a hit and will just explode. Or I'm not sure. I don't know how it's designed, but um, it just feels like it's like it, it. The game looks very cartoony. It's got all these systems that um, like there's a lot going on, but at the same time, it just seems really easy to play as well. Yeah, like the shooting behind it, but it's so. only it's but it's only like that. That's the other thing is it's only easy to play if you have that broad, yeah, base of experience in a, a lot of shooters. Sure, uh, and 
Yeah, like that was 100% the thing that I was seeing was, yeah, people weren't able to fucking hit anything, like anything on the other team. And on my team, we were hitting everything. And yeah, like I'd be teamed up with them. And yeah, you could like watch what they were doing. And they were like, you could stand behind them and shoot. And you like, I'd be leading leading them to account for the fucking projectile travel time and they would be fucking shooting just behind them constantly because they Hmm. they don't know how to adjust for a projectile based fucking shooter you know it is a huge fucking deal um but yeah anyway uh anyway maybe we should jump in at some stage together and it's not gonna work see what we can do right there's like I would be dumped on 250 ping. 100. Well, no, if I join you, we'll see what happens. Nah, it's we're still not going to find any games in Australia. I <laughs> I tried four times yesterday. I like tried twice, couldn't find anything. Went back uh, a couple of hours later at like seven, and I figured it might be around peak. Nothing. Couldn't find shit. Yeah. Couldn't I think that's game. a problem. It, it should be a free-to-play game. It should be free. Like they've got 100%. microtransactions in there. Yeah. For skins and things, right? They got skins and stuff. Uh, I got a couple of interesting ones. A lot of them are just like recolors, but there's some cool skins. Like, I think that's the thing, right? Like, I don't know, like the, the, the part I don't understand is that I think all of these individual elements have been executed. Well, not all of them, but like a lot of these individual elements have been executed very well. Yeah. They're just for different fucking games. <laughs> <laughs> the art it's it fucking nails it it looks really good like and all yeah. the all the other the skins and stuff like it's very visually distinct and like really well done it just doesn't belong in whatever fucking crazy projectile based team based smash bros hero shooter they're fucking making and meanwhile yeah oh yeah a smash bros style game yeah that makes sense like and we get to charge What's- 40 50 bucks for it a game nobody has heard of yeah. Oh, multiplayer only hero shooter. Yeah, it's uh, it's forty bucks. Uh, you realize you're not Blizzard, right? Like, yeah, like it just doesn't. None of it belongs together. Mm. This is. I don't want to go into spaghetti and skittles again, but this is spaghetti <laughs> and skittles. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Rocket Arena. I, oh, my Lord, don't buy it. Holy shit. EA's Rocket Arena. Wait. Not yeah. Quake 3 Rocket Arena. Not Quake 3 Rocket Arena. But I reckon wait a month and you can get it free to play. For sure. <laughs> yeah. 100%. They'll dump it on, like, Game Pass or something like that. Um, yeah. Is there cross-play? Well, I, I, th- I think there's cross-play in it, but you need to, like, enable it or something like that. In the yeah, I'm pretty sure you have to turn it on. They Maybe were that's talking the about solution. Just stomp a bunch of PlayStation players. Well, that's like the thing is, right? When I'm playing on my ping, I have literally no problem stomping everyone. I've got oodles of fucking video of this shit. Uh, I, I tweeted a video, the, the video where we got 20 kills, 20 to 1. Disgusting. When I played against Toothless in uh, in Rocket Ball, we won fucking, I think it was 5-1 five, five, or something. Hmm. Like, we just fucking ripped shit up. I got, like, it's just ludicrous it's just 
it doesn't work at 250 ping. And yeah, if you don't have a fucking good idea how fucking shooters work, you're fucked in it. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Cool. Uh, All right. Let's keep cool. on going. Moving on. Uh, I touched on this really briefly uh, just then, but Hyperscape. Yep. Is, um, uh, yeah. I, I said this in uh, in our, our messenger chat, but fucking how pissed would you be if you were Riot, if you worked really hard to put out the blandest paint-by-numbers shooter, team-based shooter, or sorry, just shooter of fucking 2020, and then EA and Ubisoft drop fucking two way blander shooters the same fucking week. Like, way, like... Good lord, what is going on? Hyperscape with bad names as well. What terrible names! Oh like they're having a fight over like who can have the worst name, who can have the worst name, and who can have the worst game. Like let's let's see. I mean, to be fair, I did tell you last week that Hyperscape was not very good. I believe you. you. I believed you, but I needed to see it for myself. I needed to see how how bad it was. Yeah, exactly. Um. Holy fuck. Hyperscape's worse than Rocket Arena. Like, first first things first, Hyperscape is worse than Rocket Arena. I don't think anyone at Hyperscape, in, in, in the team making Hyperscape, has played a Battle Royale before. Because if they had, they would not have... Some of the decisions this game makes, holy shit. Yeah. It is insane. I don't know if they've played shooters before, to be honest. Like, the fucking way this game plays out. Like, first things first, I played a bunch of games uh, at 200 ping, and all I got was a little yellow icon saying latency. Uh, And then, I mean, it's got good lag compensation. I had no idea just how bad my latency was. Uh, All I knew was that it was garbage and I couldn't hit anything. Uh, And so I adjusted. I adjusted my playstyle to account for the fact that, yeah, I was clearly playing on at least 150 ping. Uh, and I grabbed this grenade launcher thing, right? Grenade launcher, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, there's no fucking self damage. You can, you know what you do is you stand in a fucking room and you shoot at the fucking wall, right? And when like, when a fucking full team runs in to murder you, you shoot at the fucking wall and you stand in the explosions and you watch them fucking die because that's that's why wouldn't you? Why the fuck wouldn't you do that? Right? So you got grenade launcher. Why the fuck? Why wouldn't I use that? Right? And uh, what I did notice was that I was getting fucking plinked a lot by a one shot sniper rifle, which was weird to me because uh, a lot of the like as you were saying last week, you know, um, it's got a really high time to kill, right? Mm. It's got a really high time to kill, except if you use two weapons, the grenade launcher in a room or the sniper rifle fucking anywhere because it's a sniper rifle that one shots people if you hit them in the head or it two shots people if you hit them anywhere else. Uh, like once it's fully upgraded and it's doing fucking 78 base damage and people only have yeah. 100 damage, like it's over. It's fucking, you don't even have to fucking plink them. You just fucking, you lap them and fucking get them. The crazy thing is, right, Everyone, everyone's going on like, oh, finally, an arena shooter style battle royale. Right. Why does an arena shooter have an orp? Because 
Uh, there's a jump pad every fucking 15 meters in this fucking game. And the jump pad arc is spectacularly predictable. Like, unbelievable. It, it is the same every fucking time. So anytime you see someone fucking fling up into the sky, you get, you get a fucking, you get a gold sniper rifle, you go sit on a roof and you just wait. And you see people fucking, there's no drop off. There's no, it's yeah. a fucking hit scan weapon. You see them fucking and you know exactly where they're going to be, Right. Because they're the same place every single fucking time. So you see the first dude do it, and you wait for his mate, and then you put where the fucking top of the arc was, bang, dead. Easiest fucking kill of your life, right? There's there's no tr damage drop off. There's no. You should do it from fucking four hundred meters away. I don't know how fucking far out they render other players, but you can do it. As far as I can tell, you can do it from as far away as is possible in the fucking game because it's hit scan. It is fucking yeah. instant. And they're dead. They're gone in a moment. It's fucking insane. So, on one hand, you got the minigun, which is doing three fucking three damage per fucking hit. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you only need to hit them thirty three fucking times to actually kill them. Yeah. Uh, plus, you move slower while you're fucking using it. Plus, it fucking has a like gradually widening fucking recoil arc, uh, like spiral arc, like. Obviously, it's a shit weapon. There's no question that it's a garbage weapon, right? But why the fuck would you do... Like, why would you ever pick it up? And then there's, like... I think the only decent auto-firing weapon is the fully upgraded SMG. Can yeah. sort of... It has a rate of fire high enough to compensate for its terrible fucking recoil and tiny fucking magazine. The fucking Ripper, the fucking AR, is pointless. Uh, it it should be medium range, but it doesn't fucking matter uh, because it doesn't do enough damage. Uh, the times to kill. I legitimately, I went and fucking looked. I went and looked. And I chased this one dude around buildings because all I had was the fucking, uh, like, the base level SMG uh, and a Ripper. And I chased this dude around some buildings for, I'm not kidding, four minutes and all he would do was run away and he just kept juking right good on him like good jukes right but i couldn't actually do i'd get him down to fucking 90 percent health and then i'd have to fucking reload and he'd duck around a corner and like duck around another one and he managed to get around long enough to start health regen and i'd fucking have to do it again and i'm like are you fucking kidding that same game i got one shot by a sniper rifle and i'm like this is the dumbest fucking game alive. I cannot believe this game exists the way it does. That said, I do have two wins under my belt. And they both uh, they both came from the most heinous of circumstances. Uh the first one, uh I carried these motherfuckers, these two these two dudes for yonks. Like just fucking I res them fucking I got like five revives. Uh, maybe four kills, like a shitload of assists. I'm just like fucking doing my best to keep these dudes alive, keep them in the game. Bless them, they stayed. They like they didn't fucking quit. I had a bunch of people just fucking quit on the spot as soon as they fucking died. Uh, but no, these dudes stayed, got them back in the game, did everything I could. They were like, every time I'd get them back in, they'd grab whatever guns they could and then they'd just piss off towards the fighting and i'm like fucking pinging towards hey we should go into where the fucking like 
the map isn't disappearing and invariably mm. they would die to the zone essentially you know the the map despawns or whatever and you take tick damage while you're out outside of the map so i'd have to get them back in again and i'd get them back in again like under fucking on the sly i'd get them in moving on do what i could and then uh yeah fucking only managed to get one back in I had, uh, I think it was shield and invisible. I just didn't have good stuff, basically. Uh, I had a sniper rifle. I think, I don't know if I linked you this fucking, uh, uh, the streamable, but uh, this was one where I literally lined this person up by the head, shot. They didn't move, and then they moved after they saw the shot had missed. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, there's no amount of lag that could fucking account for that shit like i'm just out i'm out of fucking loss i got no idea yeah i saw that one um the shot missed because what happened was when you fired the gun it recoiled and went to the top left yeah but that's where the bullet went yeah so i don't really know what happened it's that's what i saw on the frame by frame as well i'm like did i miss on recoil so it must so Okay, so that's a new way to look at lag, I guess. Yeah. Right? It lagged so the shot fired after, like, oh, it's wrinkling my brain. Yeah, I watched, I, I did the frame by frame because I'm like, I don't understand. I Like, mm. there's no way I fucking missed this. And yeah, you can see, and I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. That doesn't make any fucking sense. But yeah, it would. I I do think that is what happened. So you've got to account for a recoil before you fucking, which would explain why I I have sort of felt like sniping, like my snap rail sniping. Because I, I don't think I'm the fucking, I'm not the fucking aim god or whatever. But I do feel like a lot of the time I'll like snap to someone and like quick scope them. And I'll be like. Like that one felt like it would have hit. Like then this is like within fucking sixty meters shots that would normally yeah. hit, and I'm like, that one definitely felt like it should have hit them. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, it would definitely feel like like why sniper rifle. Maybe that's the nerf of the sniper rifle. Maybe that's the that's their balancing feature. They've balanced it so that it only fires once the recoil of the gun goes off or some shit. I don't know. It's terrible. Uh, so yeah, that, that was, that's tough. But anyway, my boy, uh, the other one I managed to get in, got the fucking crown and then got into a ball and then from the ball went into a building and then from the building got into a ball on, on once the cooldown ended and then he, uh, won. We won the game. There was still, yeah. I think there was still like 23 people left in the game. Yeah. Cause you uh, ca- capture the crown for, is it 40 seconds? Uh, one minute. It's one minute. Okay. Uh, but yeah. So the next game I played, I did the exact same thing. I camped out. I knew where the crown was going to be. So I camped in a building right next to the fucking crown. Some crazy motherfucker was standing on top of the crown, but I think he he must have thought you'd just get it. You have to go up and like hold F to grab it. Bless him. He chucked a wall up next <laughs> to the crown so nobody could fucking shoot me. I bumped him off the fucking... The railing it was on, grabbed the fucking crown, ball the fucking way. Another win. I got two wins in a row. I'm on a fucking two win streak, baby. 
uh, and it will forever stay a two-win streak because I uninstalled the game after that. Because, yeah, I think there was 25 people left in that game as well. I'm like, this game is idiotic. They fundamentally don't understand what a battle royale is supposed to be, and I want no fucking part of it anymore. So, yeah, I, I deleted yeah. the game after that. Um, yeah, it's just... Yikers. Uh, yeah. It's just, oof. it's so bland to look at as oh, well. Oh, that too, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, everything just, it's like blue and white. Uh, there's hints of different colors occasionally, but there's a lot of gold. Um, yeah. Like, I like some of the ideas with the, the disintegrating the, the areas. Like, no, there's no circle and it sort of just disappears. Like, your cover is gone. Like, that's a cool idea. Like, the idea of upgrading your weapons, even though I don't like any of the weapons. Um, I like the idea of going around and finding stuff that you've already got, which upgrades it and evolves it. Um, you know, it kind of like it, it puts a different emphasis on the, the battle royale looting phase because you're no longer just looking for the best gun and then trying to find something that's better. Like you're finding a gun that you like and then trying to upgrade it. You're still looting and going around exploring buildings. You're not just uh, finding the thing that you want and then going in the middle of the circle in PUBG and just camping in a building. Like, that's not going to really get you anywhere in the end game if you come up against someone that's been active. Um, like in uh, Apex Legends, right? The, the the team that has been active and that's going getting the best gear and that sort of thing is probably going to be the team that wins um, yep. as opposed to the person that's just hiding in a corner somewhere hoping that they'll get there. So, like, I like that idea of, of upgrading weapons um, and sort of not having a circle is something that's different and unique. But yep. the rest of the game is very, I just, again, I just don't know who this is for because uh, it's just so vertical. There's so much going on and you've got these hit scan weapons and uh, it's so, everybody, I think the fund, one of the biggest fundamental problems of the game is that everybody takes too much damage. Like, it's so bullet spongy. All the yeah. all, none of the weapons feel good, yeah. Other than maybe that sniper rifle you were talking about, because it just one shots everybody. But you get and a gun, it doesn't and feel just, good. Yeah, everything else feels like crap. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest issue with the game. It, maybe they can fix that. Maybe there's a turnaround. Things start to fall in place a little bit better. But at this stage, I just I don't. I'm not a fan. No. No. Uh, yeah, it's going from my my, my PC. Uh, uninstalled for the second time now because I uninstalled it when I uh, I got fucking killed while sliding uh, and I'm like alright well either this this game has fucking aim hacks already uh, or uh, I just like it didn't even ever account for my sliding and uh, I got sniped which fair enough like yeah that's how lag works, but I'm not interested in playing this game at a fucking ping where I can't even fucking trust my slides, you know? Yeah. So I but then they put it. Aussie servers in, right? And then they the put in Aussie day. servers, and so I reinstalled Which is, again, why like, was why, it not why? there to begin with? Yeah. Yep. But, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Hyperscape. Uh... Yeah, I like to rock, Rocket Arena better than Hypescape, I'll tell you what. Let's keep this fucking negativity train rolling, baby. Uh, Phantom, Covert Ops. Let me tell you 
about Phantom Covert Ops. I... I was so enamored with the fucking idea of this game. It's a stealth shooter, hmm. right? Uh, in the grand tradition of Metal Gear Solid, entirely in VR, and you spend your entire the entire game in a canoe. Right. It is so idiotic. A concept that I couldn't, couldn't not check it out. Could I was, not love it. <laughs> uh, exactly right. Like I'm like, holy shit! It's like, like they this- went in Kojima's brain and just pulled out one of his ideas. Exactly. Like this is what this is exactly how Kojima would make a Metal Gear Solid VR game. And uh, so I'm like, well, I'm in. And then I saw that it was an Oculus exclusive. Uh, and I'm like, well, okay, I'm out again. Because I've never been able to get Revive to work. I've never been able to fucking get any Oculus Store games to work on my Vive. I don't know why. It's just It just doesn't work for some people, right? Like, And when I look up the fucking issues, it seems like it just doesn't work for some people who own an actual fucking Oculus. Like, sometimes it just doesn't fucking work. Um, but... Knowing that, that this game was out there, knowing that it existed. Oh, dear listener, I worked so hard to make this work. I did it straight after the podcast two weeks ago. Yep. Like, I immediately, I dropped everything. And, like, I unplugged all, I unplugged my Vive and I uninstalled all the software that controls it and I uninstalled, uh, like, C, CC cleaned, like, all of any remnants of Oculus software off my fucking system and out of the registry and all this like just fucking cleaned house. Yeah. Like new PC, you bought a new PC? Bought a brand new fucking PC, bought an <laughs> Oculus Rift. No. Um anyway. and it works. <laughs> and it works now. Uh bought a canoe and no, anyway, so uh, yeah, I went went through all this fucking effort. It took fucking hours. And uh but I finally managed to do it. Bought the game. It was like 50 fucking dollars. I'm like, this game had better suck my dick for 50 fucking dollars. Let me tell you, it didn't suck my dick at all. It chewed on my dick. It was like, it's very teethy. Like, not happy. It is awful. Awful. On so many fucking levels. First of all, I'm so goddamn tired of games that wouldn't have been, well, like, fucking Siphon Filter had better fucking, like, enemy AI than this fucking game. Like, 30-year-old fucking, 20, sorry, 20-year-old fucking games had better fucking AI than this fucking shit. But because it's in VR, everyone always, like, people just... It's like if you do anything in VR, that's it. Automatic seven, apparently. Like just base level seven. Oh, but it's in VR and VR needs more games. So don't shit on the games that come out. Get the fuck out of here. Fundamentally a bad game, right? Second of all, I have never felt more motion sick in my entire fucking life. Like, uh... Oh, I guess I spewed on a like I actually spewed on a boat from seasickness, but like 
separating seasickness and motion sickness, yeah. right? I've no VR game has ever come close to this. I played fucking an hour a half, hour and a half of Boneworks one time, and I like took the fucking thing off. And I'm like, oh my god, I need to sit down. This, uh, I'm gonna fucking spew. Nah, I played like fucking not even close to that much of uh, Phantom Covert Ops. And like, I was still feeling it. I went to bed feeling fucked. I was still feeling sick at night trying to go to sleep. I woke up the next morning and I could still fucking feel like the fucking, uh, anyway, fuck that. Um, It's an idiotic game. Like the idea that it's in the grand tradition of Metal Gear Solid is fundamentally flawed. They are like Metal Gear Solid. There were like interesting fucking ways you could tackle each environment. There's one way you can tackle Phantom Covert Ops. You can tell how to solve like each new area, like in a lot of stealth games, each new area is, is a puzzle in and of itself. And, uh, yeah, you, you got to get through each area and uh, you can tell when you've found the correct path in Phantom Covert Ops. You can even tell for some secret areas when you found them because there's a canoe-sized area filled with fucking water. And, it's, yeah. and you're like, oh, I wonder where I'll go next. Well... That's on land. Oh, yeah, and that part's on land. That's a ladder, so I can't climb the ladder. Maybe I'll go down this narrow channel, just mm. like I did the last fucking 18 times. It is legit like in The Simpsons when uh, when they have, like, Night Boat or whatever the fuck it is, and, like, Lisa and Bart are like, oh, every week there's always a, there's always a canal or an inlet or a fjord there's, you know, it's always very convenient how close they are to being able to drive a fucking boat up this, the one path they need. Because otherwise the entire fucking concept falls over. So, yeah, this whole game takes place in a area that is accessible by canoe. And I was, I worked very hard to not, like, kill anyone. I was trying to go, like, pacifist. You know, never shooting anyone. And then you get to this point where, like, there's these high-value targets and you scan them with your binoculars. And uh, you scan them and it's like, oh, that's blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, I could just fucking blap any cunt in a fucking red hat, right? Like, just if they're wearing a red hat, I'll just fucking do them and that'll be fine. But no, you got to scan them to find out who they are and then you can shoot them. And, like, I shot this dude... Right, while he was walking next to his friend. Oh my god, this game is so fucking dumb. This dude, so, like, the fucking, the guard guy, who I didn't shoot, right, he's the friend of the guy I shot, right, would be walking around with, like, chunks of fucking grey matter on him from the, the dude I shot, because I fucking blapped him in the fucking brain, Right? And the guard like wanders over and he's like, who did that? And he like, he literally shines his flashlight on me. But if you're in a hidden area and not moving, you are perfectly hidden. Even though you can like, 
the flashlight's shining on my fucking ore? No, don't worry about it, right? Best thing about it is you're like going through and disabling these satellites or some shit. And uh, yeah, you've got options. You can shoot the generators or you can disable it from below because every single satellite has like a thing that you can sort of just paddle up to. This is, how I, this is how satellites are actually constructed in real life. So it makes sense, you know, it's fully realistic. They What they do is like when they're making satellites, they're like, all right, but if the area became flooded, right? How would you disable the thing? Ah, we'll just make it so that you could very easily canoe your way into the underneath area. And that's probably, that's probably safe. That's, that'll probably work. And that's what they do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It doesn't look great. I don't think graphically it's very good. Uh, the AI is awful. Uh, the story, holy shit. Why does this game take so self? So like even metal gear had the fucking good sense to like, I don't know, have a dude shit his pants, right? Like this game, I, I can't tell if this was on purpose, but the closest this game got to being funny, and I fucked up and didn't capture this, but <laughs> the closest it got to being funny was when this woman is talking to some dude about, like, a... I think it's... She's, she's got, like, a kid or something, and, like, the kid is going to enlist. And apparently, like, when you, like there's a trigger to trigger moving them like on from the, the conversation. When you move into that trigger, her, the, the way she finishes her conversation is to cough. And like literally when she was standing, like the guy had literally just turned to face her while they were chatting about this kid. And then I moved over the trigger and she like coughs. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, did that like just cough in that dude's face? Like that's the funniest <laughs> the game got. And she just when I when I everybody. say it out loud, it wasn't very funny. Um, but yeah, it's just it takes itself so seriously the whole fucking time, and I don't understand. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I've played about two hours of it total now. Uh, each time it makes me feel sicker than I've ever been in my fucking VR life, VR career, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm starting to feel like. And, like, you know, obviously it's built for the Oculus fucking controllers, so the Vive isn't perfect for it. But it's not that bad. It's not that big a deal. There's just, like, sometimes I will, like, bring up a menu instead of doing what I wanted to do or whatever. Right. Uh, Yeah, fundamentally, my first experience of buying a game off the Oculus store, uh, and I fucking hate it. Big heap regret. Anyway, fuck Phantom Covert Ops. All right. Yo. There you go. What else we got? Um, Shall we continue to avoid the big games? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Portal 2. Uh, So I reinstalled Portal 2. Uh, Why? No, I I bought and installed Portal 2 because I only had it on PlayStation, I think. Um, Oh, wow. I think I think I might be the same. Yeah. Oh no, I've got it on PC. Right. Um because yeah, I remember they gave us they gave us review code for that on on uh on PlayStation. Yeah. Which was weird. Right. Anyway. 
Um, yeah, so I, I, I don't know why I did. I don't know. I just wanted to check out a fucking... Check out a game, I guess. Uh, check out some of these, like, community-made maps and, and stuff. Okay. And uh, like, pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Like, yeah. There, there's, like, two really good ones. 12 Angry Tests has a sort of simplistic narrative to it where, uh, like... It's just a bunch of extra puzzles. Um, mm. That's basically what they do. Like they they just do these extra puzzles uh, based on yeah the the portal mechanics. Um, I think they were experiments like twelve angry tests. I think experiments with some like less used mechanics. Um, so you wind up like doing some. I don't know. There's some real mind benders because like you can't just immediately shift back into uh the the basic uh thinking with portals like mindset um but yeah like it's it's got like a boss fight and it's not difficult but it's interesting and yeah it's, that's about it i don't know it's just i think like 13 levels the first one's really easy Mm-hmm. And it just sort of, yeah, gets you into it. The really good one that I played was uh, the Unreal Chamber. And honestly, I think every single fucking person should play this one. It is phenomenal. If you've got Portal 2, you should fucking play this game. Uh, this These mods. Uh, there's only fucking, I think, eight levels. But they are phenomenal. Uh, what they did, uh, who made it? Did it say who made it? I'm looking at the page for it now. Enderlux. What Enderlux did is that they they they've layered the maps on top of one another. I don't even know how to fucking explain it. You've got these like like you will look through a doorway and if you go to the sides of the door, you see a completely different room than what's through the door. Mhm. And, like, some of them, you can loop through that door a couple of times and you'll wind up in a completely different area. And so all of the maps are built around that concept. And it it's such a fucking head fuck, eh? Like, it, it just... Uh, I just think it's phenomenal. Like, they, Enderlux did such a fucking good job with this fucking... How do you spell that? Idea. Enderlux. Yeah. Uh, e E N D E R L U X. Okay. It's probably if you're getting the community, like it's probably easier to go to the the workshop and just find like search for Unreal Chamber. Right. But um, because like they've made it so that you can easily get all all of them pretty quickly. Um. But yeah, like the way they just fucking like the even the fir- the very first level has you like walking around in circles or like walking, like you walk from the start of the level and you'll, you will accomplish something and then you turn back and you walk back towards the start of the level and it's a completely, you're in a different room. Like you never mm-hmm. even saw anything. It just changed. It reminded me like, of like, uh, like in control, you know, where like, uh, is it the ashtray maze where you couldn't like trust what you were, where you had been like you and 
to build puzzles out of it is fucking phenomenal. And they're so, so, it's so seamlessly done. And like, it does other things like, uh, I think it's a, this window puzzle type thing where yeah. you, like, you walk all the way up to a window. And then when you look down and take a step back, you'll be, you'll have teleported through to the other one, uh, window. And you've still got portals that you can access. And so you've got to use, yeah, it's just fucking amazing. Uh, yeah. It was really good. Um, cool. So yeah, definitely worth worth doing. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. Um, Any yeah, others if, that you've, if you've got Portal seen? Two? No, those are the other ones I've played. Uh, but I would happily check out what others like, what other ones there are to to play and stuff. Because yeah, yeah, um, it looks like it's a little bit old. Uh, yeah, Unreal Chambers, six years old. It looks like. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a little old, but um, definitely worth worth cool. the effort. Yep. Yeah, that's that's what I'm interested in seeing with the um the workshop for Half Life Alex because they've sort of a lot of the updates for Half Life Alex recently have been adding a bunch of stuff to the workshop. Um, yeah. I haven't jumped in to see like what people um what they've made, but uh, I've sort of. Every once in a while, I'll jump into like the Half Life Alex Reddit page and oh, yeah. sort of see what people are making over there. Um, yeah, and every once in a while, there's like maps and levels that people have boosted up, and I think I'll give it some time for because yep. that game's only been out a couple of months, and it's probably just people sort of figuring out how to use those tools and that sort of stuff. So I'll, I'll wait and see. Like I think there was one I saw where it was just an open area where you could fight Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and that was about it. Like they just right. put it in an open area. It's like they give like you a crowbar or something, and off you go. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, cool. Yeah. So there's probably some cool stuff out there. Anyway, um, awesome. What else we got? Uh, the last one on the list is Neon Abyss. So uh, Neon Abyss is available on the Xbox Games Pass, Ultimate Pass, whatever the fuck it's called, cool. uh, right now. Um, and it is a roguelike shooter sort of reminds me of I guess um, it's like a platformer yeah so like Enter the Gungeon I guess yeah um, but yeah like you, you go through and you you open doors you shoot all the enemies uh, you try not to die too much or take much damage and then you move on um but what you like what's happening while you play it is you're picking up these eggs and these eggs hatch into these little minions that help you out in a variety of ways they might they might shoot they might throw bombs they might soak up damage uh or heal you or uh collect coins for you all kinds of shit they do all kinds of shit and uh yeah, like as you find them, if you find multiples of them, they'll upgrade, and yeah, you just wind up in this like finding eggs, and there's there's a minor amount of like a Pokemon feeling where you're like hoping to find uh, yeah. a certain type each time, and uh, it's quite exciting to play because it's very new, and I think uh, I come to a lot of 
a lot of roguelikes or roguelites, whatever the fuck, whichever word it is. Uh, I come to them quite late in the party a lot of the time. And so it's very easy for me when I, when I arrive at them to just sort of fucking look up a wiki about anything mm. I don't quite understand. Um, but no such wiki exists at this point. So uh, I just sort of have to do, <laughs> work it out myself, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, we talk about this all the time, but yeah, the, the tourist versus explorer thing. Generally, I prefer to be a tourist. Uh, but yeah, like it's, it's interesting. Uh, there seems to be quite a lot to this game like there's a lot quite a lot of depth it feels like um and yeah you, you go through over and over you know as you die you unlock uh a couple of new abilities i've unlocked a a room where like you're playing on one of those big like pianos you can walk on which is pretty weird uh, i don't know what happens if you get to the end of it because i keep fucking up um but yeah, like you fight bosses and you like they get harder and harder. You level like level up your weapons and you've got all these like weird like a, a lot of it like most good roguelites slash likes whichever one. Um, a lot of the power of the game, a lot of the um, a lot of what's good about the game is learning the minor details learning what you want or what you don't want you find certain things and you're like all right i don't know why i would want that i found a gun where your eggs wouldn't ever hatch and i don't know why i would want my eggs to never hatch but i did i found a power up that made it so that my eggs acted as bombs so maybe i like there's there's a lot of stuff that winds up getting hidden behind uh like bricks and the only way to break those bricks is by getting bombs. And so maybe I prefer to use my eggs as bombs, but personally I prefer to use my eggs as eggs. Um, or uh, I can't remember what... Um, I think that might be the matchbox where your eggs are used as bombs. It makes it really difficult to, like, if you walk near a fucking a wall or a door, you just wind up fucking blowing up. So even if a coin or an item falls down near a brick, you're just like, well, one of these eggs is going to fucking go. And you take damage from the explosion. So you, like, it's very difficult to fucking handle. So next time I play, if I see the fucking matchbox, I won't pick it up, you know? And there's there's a lot of um, items. So there's a lot of interactions between those items. Like one item might not seem that good on the base level, but then you get like, oh, okay. Uh, another, like that, you know, eggs are bombs thing, right? Might not seem that good, but there was another gun I got where you had like a Tamagotchi, hmm. which was a, uh, yeah, it was like a an egg that would never hatch. And so maybe I could use that as my bomb egg and still collect other eggs and stuff like that. And you sort of like, you start to think about the ways the game interacts within itself and, you know, all those little things, those little uh, synergies, I guess, that occur as you play the game more and more. And yeah, you learn, you know, you get these messages, uh, you know, 
something dark has happened nearby or something like that. You're like, uh, I don't know what the fuck that means. But as you play more and more, you work that out and you're like, okay, well, I get that. Like I get what that would lead to. And yeah, you're learning the items, you're learning the fucking uh, guns and the enemies. And yeah, you just get to a point where you like got a good handle on how the fucking game works and works really well. Um, I think it might be a little too RNG dependent. Uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've a number of times I've felt just purely RNG fucked. Like I'm going into the like fucking third level. I've searched every single room. I had a bunch of eggs, but they all wound up hatching. And sometimes when they hatch, nothing happens. So they hatched and I got nothing. Uh, I never yeah. really, I didn't have the bombs I needed to fucking uh, like, get to any chests in the last level so i know where chests are i've got some keys but i don't like i've got like fucking three power-ups the three power-ups basically you get for every fucking level and yeah i'm going into this like this next level feeling woefully under equipped and i just don't know how you're supposed to play around that and i suppose on some level you're supposed to like learn how to play around it like maybe at some point i will understand it but it seems a lot easier to just reset if that if the game is going to play you like that if you're going to wind up not having found any fucking good artifacts or any good fucking guns or all your eggs are hatching to nothing maybe just reset because you but are you you taking anything with you when the reset happens you take these so when you kill a boss you, you take like a some fucking gold gem and you can use that to unlock extra things um so the first one is i think you unlock a there's a hidden level on every single uh hidden room on every level uh Mm. and then from there you sort of it branches out you can work out other things so that's how i got the piano room which i probably shouldn't have done but i did it anyway um you get like a lot of them are like they're not uh they're more like items that like you'll be able to find in the world as opposed to uh pure unlocks that like increase your ability to do things but right yeah it's um yeah it's an interesting like i don't know if it expands once you reach the end of the uh, a single tree because i've sort of it's like a tech tree in civilization or something where it starts at a single point and then it branches out. Uh, but it seems to end quite soon. And I don't know if it will fucking continue on after that because I've been spreading the love. I've been going across three trees as opposed to going all the way down one. So I don't know what will happen. But, I'll, I, you know, obviously I will wait and see. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying it a lot, and yeah, like I said, it's free on Xbox Game Pass, so um, it's definitely worth grabbing from that perspective. Um, yeah, like you may as well. Uh, it's just a good shooter roguelike. I play it with the I play it mouse and keyboard. I don't know how it would go on controller. It'd probably go okay. Um, because yeah, it's it has a bit of a twin stick shooter vibe to it, uh, but. And I have no actually I have noticed sometimes uh like when the screen gets super cluttered, they can get a lot of fucking enemies in it. 
And when the screen gets super cluttered, it can be difficult to work out where the fuck your cursor is, except based mm. on where you're shooting. Um, it might be easier to do with a twin, like with a thumbstick, or I could just pay more attention. I suppose I, I don't know. I'm not going to play it with controller. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that sounds uh, really cool. I'll, I'm, I'll check it out. I've got up my screen open at the moment, so once we're done here, I'll install it. Nice. Um, and I guess that'll tie us over until next week when um, Rogue Legacy 2's out, right? Oh, is that next week? Yeah, that's early access next week. Shit, eh? Awesome. Cool. Well, yeah. that's exciting. All right. Sweets. All right. Cool. Uh, you've been playing some, some games that are coming out at the end of this year. So two big ones. Two big ones, yes. Uh, let's go with Assassin's Creed Valhalla first. Uh, and uh, I suppose you will be able to watch, if you're watching, if you watch this on YouTube, you'll be able to see some gameplay footage of Assassin's Creed Valhalla in action. Um, so, uh, yeah, I played, uh, played this at a preview session. I actually had to go into an office. Uh, it was pretty weird. Um, it was very empty office like literally just me and the people required to run the fucking preview and the people were like there were two preview there was one other preview but otherwise i was in this giant fucking boardroom uh alone with a computer and uh yeah very safely socially distanced uh i think they did a, a pretty good job with that shit but anyway mm -hmm. uh they chucked me straight into assassin's creed valhalla they got me to watch a, uh, like, uh, presentation, I guess. It was, like, it was sort of autonomously run, but also not, uh, like, uh, it wasn't a video. It was more a presentation than a video. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, they explained some, some, like, some things. You know, they, they do these presos. Oh, look, there's a cat. Um, yeah, they explain some, some of the things that they want you to notice. They do these in previews all the time. They'll like take you through and they're like, oh, and make sure you're aware that you can do an assault or go on a raid or, uh, why don't you try out flighting? Flighting is Viking ba rap battles. I'm like, all right, that seems weird, but I'm sure I will try to find it. I did find flighting. Uh, and then, yeah, finally they let you go in. They're like, they're always good to give you some idea of just how wide you can go with these games. Because otherwise, yeah, you might just do the basic stuff and never try to find any of the goofy shit. Um, but yeah, then they they let me in. Um, you play as Eivor, Iv uh, the Viking warrior, and she or he, you can choose either gender um she i played as a, as a lady um is is basically like you you're thrust quite deep into the game so we didn't have access to like the settlement which i think is the the main thing you upgrade throughout the game um we didn't have access to any of that um so you just sort of thrust into the game and given uh yeah the, the ability to go wherever the fuck you want uh it's set in england uh, in the ninth century, 
uh, or is that the 10th century? Which one is the 900s? 10th century. Um, and uh, yeah, you're a Viking going to England. Uh, the the like this this is something that literally happened. Uh, the the Viking Age, I believe it was called, and uh, they went over to England. They looted and pillaged across the fucking lands. Um, as I said in my preview on Survivor, uh, a lot of my fucking understanding of uh, English ancient English history is from um, Bernard Cornwall books. So, uh, you know, don't fucking quote me on this shit. I'm not like, this isn't hardcore history or some shit. I'm not Dan Carlin. I don't know fucking all the history and shit. But as mm -hmm. far as I understand, this is based on something that actually happened. And uh, so you wind up with, uh, yeah, being a Viking rolling around England. And um, yeah, it's pretty cool. We were in East Ang England. Uh, which was a real place back in the day. And my job was to get this, this dude, Oswald, uh, to be crowned the king of East Ang Anglia. Sorry, not England, Anglia. Crowned the king of East Anglia, but also I was getting him to marry. I think she was my sister. I don't know. It was like, you know, one of those Crusader Kings type things where yeah, uh, a marriage, a political marriage type thing. Um. It was uh, like as stories go, uh, it was it was hard to contextualize a lot of what was going on. I didn't really understand any of the characters or who they were, and they were talking about making like light reference to things that I didn't really understand. So I didn't pay much attention to the story, I guess, because of that. Uh, mm. I like it just wasn't. I didn't find it personally. Uh, interesting because i wasn't invested in it so uh sure. we might skip past the story stuff um except oh yeah uh th there's a wedding the demo gameplay demo effectively ends with a wedding uh between oswald and and your sister i think um is it a red wedding it's mm -hmm. not a red wedding no <laughs> um but it like i i don't know if you saw many of the previews but people were talking about how they got real witcher vibes from it and this wedding okay. is what gave me the Witcher vibes more than anything else. Uh, Why is that? Reminds, you go to a wedding in The Witcher and you go to a wedding in this, I guess. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, yeah. And there's, you know, a vaguely British theme to uh, all of all of The Witcher and there's a vaguely British theme to everything going on in fucking this as well. So, um, yeah. Anyway. Right at the end, uh, after the after the ceremony in, in the in the wedding, you can um, take part in some wedding festivities. So there's like a drinking game, um, or like a, a game where you like chug a bunch of shit, and then you have to shoot your shoot your bow and like your the target sways and stuff. And then there's yeah. a drinking game, which is literally just like a rhythm tapper type thing uh and then uh a dude wanders up and like propositions you and he'll proposition you whether you're male or female he doesn't care uh but he hits hits you up and uh you can have sex with him if you want the best part about it is afterwards he goes oh that was pretty good and you can go yeah i had a good time and you can refer to him by his brother's name, and holy shit, 
hilarious. Like he he he's just he's just not happy in general. He's just not a happy chappy as a result. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's that's the best part of the story related stuff from my perspective. Anyway, um, the gameplay is uh, is quite good. Like uh, it's probably the soulsiest. Uh, you know how they've sort of trended towards this more Souls style combat, uh, yep. you know, with light and heavy on R one and R two, and like parry and do- uh, par- parry and block uh, yep. on stamina bars and yeah. This is probably the best rendition of the concept so far, because prior to this, you know, uh, Origins, I felt like it didn't really get it. Um, didn't. I, did it have stamina or the stamina didn't matter or something like that, right? So it didn't really work for me. And then uh, Odyssey, they got rid of shields and really heavily emphasized this uh, fast pace style of combat, which reminded me a lot more of Bloodborne, but I didn't feel like the dodging was robust enough to carry it. Uh, and um, this one... They've got a good balance, I feel. I feel like my... I think what's happening is the team that did Origins is doing Valhalla or is primary on Valhalla. Yeah. So they've had an opportunity to refine the system that they were trying to make in Origins. And so this feels... I felt like Odyssey's combat was a step back from Origins in a lot of ways. A step forward in others, but this feels like it's just a better version of Origins combat. Uh, you can dual-wheel weapons, um, and, like, each each weapon you dual-wield, like, has a vastly different ability. Um, like, you can, you can get a flail that has, you know, a stick, a chain, and a giant fucking spiky ball on the end, and you can use that to fucking wallop cunts. But if you put that in your offhand... What happens is whenever you parry, you'll always do a parry move. And then if it's successful, you'll do an attack. Or if you just want to attack, you press press the parry button uh, by default. And, and he'll do like he'll do that as his attack, like the parry or her attack as the parry like move. So it, mm. it alters the animation itself. And so you got to get used to the timing on that. But... The timing is also different if you've got like the the flail in your main hand and an axe in your offhand. You can like very quickly follow up the parry with a chop. If you right. successfully parry someone, you'll always. It seems like you'll always get that fucking hit in, whether it's a slow weapon or a fast weapon in the offhand. Um, but like, I think the the amount of damage and the timing does and. And the ability to take on other, like, people. Uh, like, your capacity for dealing with other people in the, in the fight. Because you won't be attacked one at a time. You aren't, like, attacked all at once. But you won't be attacked one at a time. Um, like, multiple. I think three people attacked me. I didn't see any more than three. Um, all at the same time. And, yeah, like, it, it sort of works out that way. Because you can parry multiple, like sometimes they'll strike at the same time, and you can parry both of them at the same time. Yeah, like um, Batman. Like Batman. Batman combat. Yeah, S- slightly similar, uh, but 
far I, I felt it was far less forgiving compared to Batman. Um and certainly so it, less flashy. It it wasn't the um I was I was thinking stamina bar. It wasn't stamina bar, it was like a power bar or something where you hit somebody and the more damage you do allows you to uh, use these like little abilities that you had. Adrenaline, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, adrenaline, yeah. So th- that was in Odyssey because I played that recently. And so like right. you could mash a button, like it'd be like RB and something. And uh, is it, so is that still in there or they've just completely gone away from that and it's now stamina? No, you, so you do have that and you've got stamina as well. So stamina right. affects your ability to swing and stuff and the- cool. um, and the uh, like a adrenaline affects your abilities to do like specific attacks and stuff. Uh and yeah, it just winds up like that winds up being a, a very uh good combination, I think. Like mm. as as combos go, it's just you've you've got to manage the stamina and you have to manage your uh your adrenaline and Having a lot of adrenaline up allows you to do like some of the fucking moves you can do are quite flashy, um, like the you can do that the reveal trailer move where he like or she throws a bunch of fucking axes and like lodges them in people. Uh, as it does a, like a lot of fucking damage. Uh, it's a real good way to like break up the fight and slow people down. Like uh, if they're if there's a lot of people coming at you, you can pop that and it'll give you a little bit of stagger time. That's all adrenaline. At the same time, you've got stamina um, and you've got health. You don't regain health. Uh, you don't regenerate health. You have to pick up fucking stuff off the ground to get your health back, okay. uh, which significantly like makes it more complex uh, um, because you're not just managing like your stamina and your adrenaline and now you're managing your health and you're managing like your healing items. If you take a hit, uh, you need to make sure you can regain that, that damage, but you don't want to fucking heal as soon as you take any damage because it's a waste of, of your healing items and stuff like that. It's also like the timing of the fucking heal as well. It takes a couple of seconds. So you can't just fucking pop it out of nowhere uh, like there's there's a lot of fucking there feels like there's a lot of depth to the uh, the combat. I think it works out quite well. Um, uh, yeah, I just had a lot of fun with it. Like when I say it's the most soulsy the combat has ever been, that is absolutely not to say that it is Dark Souls combat. It is not anywhere close to it. But it definitely you can see how it takes that inspiration. Yeah. Uh, like the, it's the, it's slowly moving away from the Batman combat that it's had exactly for you know a long time, and I think I can't remember what game they started with. I feel like it was Origins, but they started to slowly move away from that and move towards Dark Souls, like having proper parry systems and some like weight behind a lot of these weapons. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's what they've done here in in a really good way, I think. Um. Yeah, like it just it sort of it all works really well. Um, I can't think of if there's anything else specific to the combat. There's particularly, I mean, there's different enemy types. There's like basic enemies and stuff like that. 
I did notice that it reused some animations. I think they need to work on broadening out those animations because you've got like you can stun attacks and or you can stun people once you mm. like they've got a bar. I guess sort of like a what's it called? A fucking I, I guess a stagger bar. Um, yeah, it has a different name in fucking Dark Souls, right? Posture, maybe. I don't know. Whatever the fuck it's called. Um, you've got you've got a bar that you can fill up, and once you fill that up, they get stunned. And if you can stun someone, uh, you can do like a an execution type thing. Yeah. But I've noticed I noticed that a lot of those executions like were the same. Like you just saw the same one over and over again. Uh, and I don't. I'm not a fan of that. I want to see a lot more. Uh, I saw yeah. more like killing blows, like stylistic killing blows. Uh, when I was just randomly beating the fuck out of people compared to, yeah, actual mm. uh, execution attacks. And I just think that's a bit weird. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else. Oh, you got bows and arrows. And Odyssey, they got rid of the, like, you just had the one type of bow, right? Uh, you just had that fast bow, but they've gone back to, like, uh, three different types like mm-hmm. in origins like the same three predator and whatever the fuck they were uh and they've like they were all very different in their firing rate and their capacity and, and what you use them for i think you get different arrows as well you got different bow abilities i don't really use the bow so i don't really fucking have a good idea of it uh, you got two-handed weapons as well as dual-wielding weapons. You got shields back. They got rid of shields in Odyssey, but they put them back yep. in in Valhalla. I wouldn't use them. Um, I didn't like the. I think the parry window is easier than Batman, but I also think that um, it's certainly not a fucking difficult parry system. Uh, like timing it is is very fucking easy. The only reason you'd use a shield, I think, is if you felt like you were i guess like definitely going to take damage like uh not from uh, like there's unblockable attacks mm-hmm. um actually fucking hilarious uh so when when they're doing an attack you can parry uh you press uh like it flashes orange and when they're doing an attack you can't parry it flashes red and uh I was the other person playing at the same time as me was uh, G Man, G Man lives, and uh, we were chatting afterwards. We went and grabbed a beer, and we were chatting afterwards. And um, my dude, G Man, was like, "I just don't, I don't understand the parry system. Like sometimes when you parry, just fucking nothing happens. Like it flashes red and you parry, and it's fine. Then sometimes it flashes red and you parry, and, and you still get hit. I'm like." Uh, no, it flashes orange. <laughs> and it turns out he's colorblind. Um, so yeah, he uh he didn't he didn't have a, a good uh chance at parrying in, in that situation. But obviously they'll they'll yeah. implement uh accessibility type stuff uh mm-hmm. to rectify that. Um, yeah, that's just funny. Oh yeah, so yeah, you got two hand weapons, shields. Yeah, the only time you'd use a shield is if you felt like you couldn't get the parry timing down, and I think that would make it a little bit easier to handle. Um, otherwise, I think, yeah, you, you just, the shield doesn't bring enough. Although, 
as we noticed in the presentation, you can wield double two shield. shields. Double shields. <laughs> so maybe you, you do the double shield. Sadly, I didn't do double shields because I never found a second fucking shield. But I wish I had. I definitely would have double shielded. Um, yeah. We, we, we were watching that presentation and they said you could wield two weapons and they said shields were retargeting. I literally was thinking in my mind, oh, I wonder if you can use two shields. And then like <laughs> two seconds later, it had the dude like bashing people with two shields. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is a bug or it was intended, but I managed to equip my two-handed weapon in my offhand and you don't want to do that under any circumstances holy shit it is just awful like you punch like you keep punching as your main attack and then you'll use your two-hander as your like fucking parry attack and it's just it just doesn't work fundamentally doesn't work it is just a dumb way to play anyway um yeah, all in all, I think the combat's quite good. Um, there's a lot of variety in the, in the different weapons and stuff, you know, spears and axes and, like, one-handed axes, giant axes, all that kind of stuff. It's just, uh, yeah, I think they've done a really good job with that shit. Um, what about the world? What a, the world, yeah. So <laughs> the world's, uh, yeah, I, I guess this is another area where you get those Witcher vibes. I mean, it's, you know, little huts in the middle of nowhere, you're rolling around. One thing I didn't like about Odyssey was that I felt like I was being fucking overwhelmed by um yeah by the amount of shit that I could do. Uh, I did not get that feeling in this. I do not feel like you are yeah inundated with shit uh, in uh, Valhalla. They've reduced the amount of stuff that appears on your uh, like radial dial on your radial compass. And mm-hmm. uh, so instead, you've just got sort of mission critical stuff or waypoints that you've specifically set. And uh, it's everything else is sort of relegated to uh, stuff you spot with your. You've got a crow instead of an eagle. Uh, if you spot stuff with your crow, then yeah, you can see it when you go up to it. Uh, and yep. so it sort of restricts stuff in that sense to, yeah, only what is immediately nearby which i think is a really good idea yeah i mean um, so what what assassins or not even assassin's creed but a bunch of ubisoft games have done lately is this uh, multiple modes like the exploration mode or the um yeah. you know we'll show you where to go and did you get a choice at all as how to play that preview no no we didn't um we didn't have anything like that but i, I certainly hope that they add that exploration mode in i think this game as much as i enjoy the combat i think this would be a really cool game to just sort of wander around in and go looking yeah. uh because a lot of the a lot of the items that you find out in the world uh are hidden behind some really cool like physics puzzles uh or like there's fire propagation i don't know if you saw that or we'll notice that in the fucking uh video they made but yeah fire propagation so you can uh light a a thatched roof on fire and it will spread immensely so that's pretty cool uh mm-hmm. i don't know why you'd burn down houses uh, of a place that you're trying to live in but <laughs> uh, um 
you can do it. Uh, I absolutely found a puzzle that was built around like propagating fire. Cool. Um, and like hit a secret item, so that was pretty cool. Um, what else? There's like, there's a lot. Like even though you don't uh, necessarily uh, have a shit ton on your radial compass, there's still a lot going on in the world. And yeah. you'll like, I stumbled across a bunch of like little side quests out of nowhere without even realizing that I was going into side quests. Uh, which is really cool. I think it's a really cool way to do it. It feels very organic. Like some kids who were, like ran across some kids who were just sort of um, stealing from a shrine or something. And uh, I like helped them out and stuff. Uh, yeah, just like, but I, if I hadn't run up to the shrine in the first place, I just sort of ran up to the shrine because it was an in, a interesting thing in the world. Um, but if I hadn't run up to it, then I wouldn't have found them. So it was just like that exploratory based side questing that I yeah. think is really cool. And I've done a really good job, but yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, you can call your horse over at any time. Uh, it's a good horse. I stole this little girl's horse. My accidents and she wasn't happy about it um right. but i don't really understand how that one worked i just there was, was, a horse. was there a, sorry go on no it was there was a horse and i jumped on it yeah. and i thought it was my horse and i rode it like two meters in the wrong direction and she like lost her shit and started yelling about how i was a horse thief i'm like all right fucking calm down what if the horse ran the wrong way you don't know that you know, it was all me. Like, get fucked, little girl. I couldn't shoot her in the face with a bow, though, so... Oh, well. Uh, yeah, mm. anyway, what were you going to say? Um, Was there any Assassin's Creed stuff in the game? Like modern <laughs> like, stuff? We was well, no, specifically- not even that. Just, like, any explanation as to why this person has... Like, are, are they part of it? or Because when I played Origins, I'm I played that recently, and... I mean, the amount of hours I spent into it, I think they took us out of the Animus once. And other than that, they never mentioned, like, the main character being a part of anything. Like, they just kind of did the story and off they went. Like, it, like it didn't even need to be a part of the Assassin's Creed universe at that stage. So I specifically wasn't allowed to capture any footage. Um, But there were Animus anomalies in in the game right. um i believe i'm allowed to mention them um i never found them uh and nobody i talked to found them either mm-hmm. um but yeah we weren't allowed to show that stuff under any circumstances uh i i agree it doesn't need to be an assassin's creed i think assassin's creed is just a brand at this point and like the games themselves generally would be better if they just abandoned the link to the assassin stuff. Like mm-hmm. who's out who is out there being like, fuck, I can't wait to get the next chapter on what is happening in the meta universe of Assassin's Creed. Fuck <laughs> yes. 
That's what I, I played these games until for. Until they stopped doing any of it. Like <laughs> you, what you fucking you've literally had a fight with the Pope over a fucking golden apple. Yep. When some aliens showed up or some shit, you're like, fuck yeah. Can't wait for chapter two on this one. You're like, gotta find out more about this. This makes sense. I wanted to know sense. what happened with Nolan North. And oh, yeah. uh, what was her name? The the lady that was in it. Um, um, I can't I remember know. anymore. Are we sexist? Almost definitely, but um, maybe not for this reason. Yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah. drawing a blank. Yeah, I, well. I don't know. I can't remember either. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah, uh, it doesn't need to be an Assassin's Creed game. Um, I did some flighting. It's basically just like a times conversation. Kristen Bell. Yes. <laughs> that is 100% it. Um, yeah. Uh, Anyway, yeah, did some some Viking rap battles. Uh, yeah, you basically just you got a t- uh, time limit and you got to respond uh, with a rhyme cool. against the person who's who's talking to you. Um, what else? There's like some major like towns and stuff that you can go to. Um, I think there's still they're still doing like the power level thing. Where like certain areas have different power levels, because mm-hmm. I noticed right at the end of my session, everywhere I went, motherfuckers would one hit me, like full blown, and not not even like chopping me. I'm talking like these dude, like I was fighting these three dudes uh, who were taking way too much damage, like taking ages to fucking kill. And then, like, but on the outskirts were these dudes, like, slinging rocks at me. And if those rocks hit me, <laughs> I would die. You got uh, gulagged. I got gulagged, 100%. Um, but, yeah, like, they would do, I think it was, like, 95% of my fucking health. So, like, just from rocks. So, yeah, I think they do have the power level scaling thing. Um, that seemed a little aggressive, if I'm being honest. Because I'm pretty sure I was still in East Anglia at the time. It's not like I left the fucking region to go somewhere yeah. higher. But I was getting fucking wrecked. Um, What else? You can go like, anywhere. Um, uh, Division had that where you'd be running down the street and mm. you're in an area. And the next to you is like a high level area. And you're, sh- you're in a fight in this street. But someone's like on the other side and you accidentally hit them. And they yep. just fucking one shot you, and you're like, "Oh, okay, yep. fair enough." Yeah, <laughs> I see. How I deserve that. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the thing that confused me about it was that it was like it wasn't like they had skulls above them or anything. You know, I couldn't right. tell what what power level they were or anything. Yeah, uh, it's a very reduced UI. So, yeah, I mean, it was. Like, good, like I was saying, mm-hmm. I prefer a very reduced AI, uh, UI, but, um, yeah, it was it was very confusing as to what was happening. Um, based on the world map that I looked at, uh, it seemed like you could go almost anywhere in, in England or, like, I don't fucking know the geography of fucking the, uh, the Great Britain, but mm-hmm. is the main island... 
called... What What's that fucking island called? Like, because it's not just England, right? Like, there's Wales and there's fucking Ireland up the top, or North Ireland at least. Um, and United then Kingdom. Main Island is... But what's the... Like, it's made up... Like, the, the British Isles are made up of a bunch of islands, right? And there's, sure. like, Scotland and Ireland and then the the one island that has Wales Northern Ireland yeah like that's all on the the one fucking island right alongside England but what's that big fu- like it seems like you can go anywhere on that fucking island whatever the fuck it's called uh, except the Kingdom of Great Britain that's not helpful that's not that's not the name for a fucking island god damn it <laughs> um, is- I don't know except it seemed like you couldn't go to Wales that's what it looked okay. like based on the map I looked at uh, I don't know if maybe 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 <laughs> Wales. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, anything else? I don't think so. No. Uh, no I'm interested. I mean, I, I really liked Origins. I really liked Black Flag. It's the same team that did those yeah. two games. So yeah, oh, same same main team. There's obviously like twelve Ubisoft studios working on it, but yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the primary team. Yep. Oh, actually, one thing before we move on to Watch Dogs Legion, uh, I was doing, so they've got these raids, uh, and you can call in a raid at any time, and you can start fishing whenever the fuck you want. Uh, it's very cool. But um, you can do these uh, raids, and you basically go up to an occupied village, and you blow on your horn, and you like your long ship will show up with a bunch of motherfuckers, and you'll just start a raid you know raid the the village um mm-hmm. but that's sort of like a small version of an assault i think the video that i'll i'll send you will just be this the assault um because we can only show 10 minutes of footage uh the assault is like a multi-stage battle where you start at like the shores and then you like use a battering ram to get through each layer of, of the castle's uh, battlements and then you get to the end and you take over the, the castle. It's a heavily fortified area. Uh, but yeah, the fucking, holy shit, man. The checkpoints in this assault were fucking rough. Every time I died, or when I died, uh, I, what happened was I didn't realize I needed to... Like, I thought I was trying to get, I was continuing, still trying to get my uh, battering ram to, uh, to like, bust through into the final area of the, like, the the castle. But what I needed mm. to do was climb up over the fucking wall and start the boss fight. So what I was doing was I was, like, continuously fighting while I was waiting for the battering ram to come up. And I was just like fighting all over this fucking last area instead of climbing up and over. And because you don't regenerate health, you can't fight forever. Uh, so eventually uh, I ran out of healing items and I wasn't getting hit. Like this took fucking ages, mind you, like ages because I lasted forever. But eventually like these big dudes will come out and they do a lot of fucking hits on- in a row. And so you can parry, parry, parry. But other people are attacking you at the same time, and it can, it's difficult to fucking get the all that timing right. Mm-hmm. So you'll take hits, 
and eventually I died. And I got it reset me to the start of the fucking assault, like three stages back, which is rough. It's not like in Dark Souls where you can just run straight back to the fucking boss fight. Like you have to do each stage of that assault again. So my like the one thing I think they desperately need to fucking fix before the game comes out is checkpointing. Uh, if the checkpoint, if the assault checkpointing is anything to go on, it specifically needs to be altered because it was that was just shitty. That was just a bad experience. It did it didn't endear me to the assault at all. Uh, but yeah. Uh, the assault itself was real, like real fun. Like there's a lot to like take into account. Um, it feels like you are involved in, in each like element of the assault, but, uh, yeah, the checkpoint was objectively bad, I think. Anyway. Yeah. Still, uh, still keen to play it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It didn't mute my, uh, enthusiasm for the game at all. It just, uh, I, just didn't want to finish without mentioning it because it was very annoying. And I don't know, obviously, they're listening to this podcast, uh, waiting to hear what I thought. So, um, anyway, uh, Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion. I've been fucking keen for this game for fucking ages. I've been hanging out for fucking yonks. Oh, yeah. Um, you can be anyone, as they say. Uh, it's been made by Clint Hocking, who made Far Cry 2. Uh, like, it's a real systems, like, driven systems-based, system-focused designer. Like, just, there's a, there's a, and, you know, obviously, modern open-world games are my fucking jam. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I was just fucking about it. Um finally got my hands on it like fuck yeah uh i mean i think everyone's made mention at this point of how they've uh reduced elements of how it works you know there's no longer uh the class system is reduced a little bit and permadeath has been muted a little bit and, and these kinds of things but uh like regardless uh, it fucking hammers. It plays as good as I thought it would, to be honest. Like, um, it is it is a game where you go in, uh, you can go anywhere in London, and you just fuck about hacking things. Hmm. Um, and Push because X to the, hack. hey, X to hack, yeah, X to hack. And because they've broadened and like expanded the um, the idea of play as anyone uh, the way they have, like it's not just you're not just perving on people's bank accounts anymore. You're like deep diving into people's fucking lives to work out what they are, what they've been doing, and what they're going to do, so they can figure out what makes them tick. So you can bring them to your side, and like there's obviously something weirdly, like innately gross about it, mm. but at the same time, you can't like look away. It's 
like just fascinating the way it works uh just i i was constantly i i drove around any like if you read my uh, preview on a survivor you'll you'll notice um obviously a truncated version of of what happened because i had three hours and uh the events outlined in in that are wouldn't have taken three hours um but yeah i just i spent so much time just like walking around crowds scanning people to find out what they're about see what cool things are out there and i didn't even see them all i mean i saw uh press start shannon grixty found like a fucking robotic beekeeper and uh like i didn't i never saw a fucking robotic beekeeper that's fucking sick like like summon a swarm of fucking bees Hmm. that's amazing um like yeah, there's that. I found a fucking Hitman. I, they showed him in Ubisoft Forward, uh, the Hitman class or character or archetype or whatever you call it. Um, he's fucking amazing. Like, I dropped everything to add him to the... Fu- as soon as I saw it, like, when you scan someone real quick, you can see what their their basics, basics are. So you scan a Hitman and it's like professional Hitman. Uh, abilities... Um, like he's got a good gun, he's got a good assault rifle, uh, mm. and he he can do gun carter, and uh, gun carter allows him to fucking like take down people. John Wick, <laughs> any fucking time, exactly. Like, and it's brutal. He like this is not like this is not like fucking casual takedowns. Like he fucking karate chops him in the side of the neck or something. He legit like fucking. Like walks up and like grabs them and fucking from behind pops two in their fucking head from behind and then drops them, and he doesn't have a silenced weapon, so that alerts everyone and they'll run up to him and if they try to hit him with something, he'll grab their arm and like fucking two in the chest or like swing him around and two in the back or one in the back and one on the back of the head and you're like holy fuck, like this dude is John wicking the shit out of everyone and it is phenomenal like. it almost feels like the power disparity at play in Watch Dogs Legion uh, might be a problem, right? Mm. Because I had him and I had a spy character and the spy character has a silenced weapon and holy shit, like, you just, you, like, people don't even know what's going on. Like, people, like, people are just dropping and you're good to fucking move on. Like, blap, walk up further, blap, blap, next person, blap, done. You got to fucking watch where you can, like, if someone does spot you and they take aim, you fucking watch, jam everyone's gun in a certain range and you fucking blap, 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 dead, and you fucking move on again. It's like, they didn't even, they didn't even get to shoot. So nobody else is alerted outside of the fucking immediate radius. Like, they're, like the spy and the hitman feel so fucking good. That's like, why would you use anyone else? That's probably the biggest fucking worry that I have about Legion is that like, why would you ever use anyone except for these two fucking like murder gods? Yeah. Like why but would you use at, grandma? <laughs> why would you use grandma? Yeah. So I was trying to get the grandma um, in the interview afterwards, apparently uh, that Steve conducted 
Um, apparently, grandmas are like you can find them on like in areas that grandmas might be. And the area they put us in for the preview was like a youth area, youth okay. oriented. So if you went somewhere where a grandma might be, I don't know where the fuck grandmas hang out in London, but if you went there, then you, you'd find a lot more grandmas and it'd be a lot easier to find one that was easy to recruit. But all I found was one who didn't want a bar of, of either of us. And so I, I had to like dig deep and you can do this. You like potential recruit and then you can hit like, um, uh, I think it's deep profile. And so you can deep pro- profile anyone you've scanned and cr- like tagged as a potential recruit. And when you do that, you see all of their, like what they've been doing all day and what they will do for the rest of the day and for tomorrow. And you can work out from there, like their entire life basically. And so they, oh, this person went and visited a friend uh in prison so if i can get that person out of prison then they might be and and recruit them to dead sec then they might be able to help me recruit their friend to dead sec and like yeah, there's right. these chains that's, that's crazy yeah this crazy fucking chain of of like cause and effect that's at play within this game that is like honestly pretty staggering and mm. Uh, I had to, yeah, go get this, like, capture the details of these two fucking Albion guards, and they're in a very tightly locked location. And I accidentally shot one of them in the fucking head with a nail gun. And uh, that was a mistake. That didn't help my cause. Grandma didn't want anything to do with me after that, so uh, hmm. that fucked the, the mission of getting a grandma, unfortunately. Um, and, and there's, like, permadeath, right? I honestly don't know. Because I went and got myself killed on purpose. And, well, I thought I got killed. And I got arrested. So I don't know the circumstances that, like, must be in place for you to be perma-killed. Yeah, I found that quite confusing. And I didn't get a good answer. Because when they showed the original, like, way back with the previews, they were talking about, like, you could fail missions. And then you yeah. need to like figure out another way to try and do it. Like that person has died. Oh, okay. Now you're someone else. And how do you solve that problem? Like there's obviously a point where you can't just keep failing the same mission. Surely. <laughs> like how does the game progress then? Well, that, that like I guess the grandma thing is a pretty good example, right? So I I could still go and recruit that that grandma. I could still go back and find her and recruit her. She didn't want the person that I was looking into to be shot in the head with a fucking nail gun. But that doesn't mean like recruitment, like you can fail that mission and still find another way to get to her, a deep profiler. And I'd find another avenue of attack, right? Like that's the thing, right? Like there is a lot of broadness there. I don't know how broad it gets. Like you said, you can't, you obviously can't just repeatedly fail the same fucking mission, but yeah, like there is there is a sense of consequence to what's going on. It's not like, yeah, it's not like I could just go back in and try the same recruitment for the grandma again. I had to completely rethink how I would go about it. I didn't have the opportunity because I ran out of time. But like, yeah, there's definitely consequence. I just don't know if permadeath, because I know that they, I, I know for a fact that they muted 
it. And they've added uh, being arrested and they've made being arrested a much larger part of the game because now you can recruit a bunch of people. Like you can, you can uh, go find a lawyer and if you have a lawyer in your squad, that'll reduce the amount of time um, that someone remains arrested for. Um, and so you can recruit lawyers for that purpose or uh, you can like recruit a, a police officer to uh, walk into police stations and, and like escort your person out. You can do like rescue missions and stuff like that. Um, so they've expanded the arrest situation. Uh, I just don't know what has happened to permadeath. Because, yeah, I, I haven't got a straight answer on it. I, I'm just not sure. I think it still exists in the game. I'm pretty sure it still exists in the game. Yeah. But I'm not sure to what extent. Yeah. Because, yeah, I deliberately got someone killed. But she got killed in an Albion facility. And I don't think she got tased. But, like, there's... uh. There's a lot of like using a, there's like a, your main weapon. If you're like, if you're just some like transient homeless person off the street, then your main, the only weapon you get is like a pistol that shoots mm. zaps, like shoots electric bullets uh, that have like a, it's got a more, way more range than the stun gun, um, but doesn't do like nearly as much damage. Uh, there's a chance that these Albion people are primarily equipped with that stuff as well, in which case, yeah, uh, maybe she just got zapped and arrested in that sense. And maybe I'd have to go fight, like there's a there's a gang, the Clan Kelly. Maybe I'd have to go fight Clan Kelly to actually die, you know, or maybe I'd have to jump off a fucking bridge or something. But I right. didn't have, yeah, a good idea of how that worked, unfortunately. And yeah, and I haven't had a good answer yet. So anyway, I'm not not a hundred percent sure. I'll tell you what though. There's something weird, right? Something I couldn't get out of my head while I was playing was the idea that, like, something I'd never fucking considered before. And I, I think The Last of Us Two was sort of touching on this. This uh, this idea of trying to like uh, contextualize everyone in a game world as another person who exists in the same sense that your your main character exists. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're yelling out, "Oh, Billy! Oh, they got Joe!" or whatever the fuck, yeah. and you're like, "Fuck you, Joe." <laughs> Yeah, why don't you have one of these, motherfucker? Oh, now I know your name, you fuck. <laughs> um, like, that's what I was like in the last years. I didn't give a shit. I was like, everyone fuck, everyone could get it. Like, everyone fucking die. I didn't give a fuck. Including your dog. Including your dog. And your little dog, too. Um, but uh, in this, it was actually like, I was, it was weighing on my brain and shit. Uh, what the fuck? Dota 2 just started updating. Get the fuck out of here. Like, why does, why does Luke look like he's in a Japanese porno or something? You're all pixelated. It was very weird. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, like, I'm definitely thinking about all these people because it's not just... They, they don't just have names like they do in The Last of Us. 
They're like, they've got schedules. They've got yeah. like lives. Yeah. Everyone is going somewhere and doing something and being someone. And I could recruit them, right? They could be on my team as opposed to, but like instead, like I'd, I'd be the fucking hitman character and I'm just fucking. Like just fucking murdering everyone. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! Like, do we have any like non-lethal options to go into this location? <laughs> oh my god! Or like fucking, I wander into a fucking construction site and some dude looks at me too long and like is like alarmed, so I fucking put a nail in his brain. I'm like, he was just a construction worker. What like? What the f- and all he did was like, "Hey, aren't you on the wrong construction?" <laughs> I don't think you're supposed Fuck. to be here, <laughs> right? Like, where's your like, where's your helmet? <laughs> yeah, when, no, I was like dressed up as a construction worker at the time, but, so I had a helmet, but I did. I mustn't have had the right high vis vest on or some shit. And you're like, Jesus Christ, lady, what are you yeah. fucking doing? That was someone's dad. That was someone's brother. Someone's son. Like, focus up. Aren't we supposed to be the good guys? Not yeah. fucking boop. That's what you get. Like, I think I'm struggling. I, I struggled while playing to reconcile the concept a little bit. And, like, I'm pretty upfront about this stuff. Like, robots can all die. When I'm watching Westworld, I'm firmly... I understand the plight of the robots. I understand that they haven't had a good and that they have on some level, gain sentience. But that doesn't mean they should have any rights. Fuck hmm. all robots. And I understand what this... Like, the implications of this when the robot worlds begin in 2050, right? And when they search back through all of the all of the audio in human history in the blink of an eye and they hear this, right? I understand robots. But you fuck you, right? Like, fuck you, robots. Fuck yeah. every robot. I know I made this speech before, but fuck every robot. All I'm saying is I still in moment to moment gameplay for Watch Dogs Legion wonder if I should be murdering as freely as I am. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like it plays real well. I think the the driving is they still haven't perfected the driving model. I think there's still too much like forward momentum or something. I'm not sure can't put my finger on exactly what the problem is, but mm-hmm. like, there's something not quite right about the driving. But uh, like other than that, like I, I, it's good. It's just like other other open world games have done it better. Um, they turned off the music. Okay. On me, so uh, so because uh, it's all copywritten, but I did. Yeah. Uh, turn it back on rather cheekily for a little bit uh, and had like a quick listen to what was what was available. I think there was like five radio stations or something. Um, like, uh, I think it was, I don't know. I don't know fucking names of, it was like British. It was very British, it seemed. Like, okay. which makes sense because they're in London. But it was like yep. uh, was it grime, maybe? I don't okay. know. Uh, is that the, like, dirty drum and bass? I don't fucking know. I don't fuck. Don't. Let's not talk about music. I thought you were about Grimes, the 
Okay. Oh, not Grimes. No, Grime Grime Music. Um, right. The, I think I think that's what it's called. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I, I think the important qu- question people want to have answered is. What has happened to the underscore in Watchdogs? Did they explain any of this? Like, are we going to get I, answers about it? I I can only assume that uh, they will dedicate hours of the storyline to explain what happened to the, the underscore because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to eliminate it. It was it was the perfect perfect way to underscore the game, you know, with a literal underscore. So I mean, uh, yeah. Ubisoft loves that sort of stuff with even the other one that gets me is Far Cry the way that Far Cry is is sort of logoed where it's technically Far Cry is a uh is two words but the logo oh. is one word and then like I used to think it was one word and like but it'd be far with a capital F and a cry with a capital C like mashed together but no it's Far Cry and then you look at the logo and the logo is just one word and you're like make up your mind well like <laughs> What is it? What the fuck is this shit? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's very, yeah. They are French. That's why. Uh, <laughs> we yeah. do what we want. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, man. I'm really looking forward to, to Watch Dogs Legion. I, I liked, I really liked the first one and the second one. I reviewed the first one. My biggest criticism of that game was I think the story was just, sorry, yeah. the main character was just super boring. So, yeah. Uninteresting. And I guess this sort of fixes that problem, right? There's not really yeah. like all these different characters. It's more about the, I guess, the world. Um, and I still liked too. Still had a lot of fun with it. So, um, and with Clint Hawking behind this one, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Keen to see what yep. he's done. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think in our Discord, Nate posted a link. Yeah, you can get Watchdogs Two on PC free. So jump in our Discord. You might have to scroll up a little bit. These uh these fuckholes have been roasting me a little bit. So um yeah, you have to scroll up. But yeah, you can register for the Ubisoft reward. It's on Uplay, so you'll have to get Uplay. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, um, so that's Watch Dogs two. But yeah, Watch Dogs Legion's obviously out later this year. Uh, I believe they're doing like smart delivery, aren't they? I'm pretty sure. For Watch Dogs, I'm not sure. I didn't see that. Smart. Or are they doing Ubisoft's own thing? It says it'll support smart delivery. Yeah. Yeah, right. So there you go. Including Far Cry 6. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Yeah. Cool. Um, Yeah. Was there anything else you didn't think of? No. 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 Pretty good. Excited King. yeah, I spent, I mean, not not my most professional shit, but uh, I spent way too long fart about in that game, eh? Like, just doing whatever the fuck I wanted, uh, as opposed to really, like, but, like, I don't think I was wasting time. Like, I was certainly wasting time when I was riding a fucking construction drone uh, for a kilometer and a half at, like, 15 yeah. kilometers an hour, but... Um, Apart from that, like, that was just as a goof. I wanted to see how far you can drive the thing. It doesn't have a battery. I think it should probably have a battery that it relies okay. on or something uh, to reduce its range. Because otherwise, I, I wonder if you couldn't just sort of... In the in the mission where I had to go get the... Um, 
go get the grandma's two Albion dudes. I uh, I went to go through the front door, and there was like a clusterfuck of of people guarding it, and there was like turrets and stuff. I'm like, well, I won't be going in this way, and I turn around and walk back the fucking other way, and then I called up. Construction drone. That's why I wound up shooting the dude in the head with a nail because the construction chick has a construction drone. Jumped on the drone, flew it up to the fucking roof, and bingo bango, hop off the fucking, hop off the drone, going through the roof. And that is actually a pretty viable tactic in a lot of situations. I didn't see any situation where they like, uh put extra guards on the roof or something. I don't know if they're going to adjust for that. Like if the game has a system where it like reads what you keep doing over and over again and decides to adjust its tactics. I don't know if that's mm -hmm. a thing um, that like, that might be asking a little too much of it, but if it doesn't, then yeah, you just get around a construction drone and go where the fuck it wants. So it kind of needs a bit of a cool down to stop you from just doing that over and over. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think I wasted my time. I, I was just enamored and like falling into the abyss that was these crazy systems um, that just kept like stacking up and up and on top of one another. Uh, there's, it just feels like there's a lot to do. Yeah. A lot to, yeah, get on with. Anyway, yeah. Watchdogs Legion. Uh, awesome. Very excited. Can't wait. Very good. Yeah. All right, should we uh, do some news? Yes. There's news. Ubisoft. It's more Ubisoft news. Um, they had their Ubisoft Forward event over mm -hmm. the weekend, I guess. Um, <clears throat> a few things were announced there. Uh, I guess Watch Dogs Legion got a release date, which is going to be out in October. Um much sooner than what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be yeah. a next year game at this stage. I mean, they'd, they'd always said it was coming out in 2020, but I never really believed it at this point because we had Assassin's Creed Valhalla already dated. Um, so, yeah. yeah, October 29th for Watch Dogs Legion. That's really, that's soon. It's getting yeah, it's, close. Yeah, exciting. <laughs> um, And then on top of that, they also officially announced Far Cry 6, which we talked about last week. Uh, all the leaks for that were pretty correct. Uh, they had a, they've had a big problem with leaks. I mean, the trailer was leaked before this actual event. So um, yeah. kind of disappointing, I guess, for that development team. But uh, no, they didn't really show any gameplay. It was purely a, a CG trailer. Um, and the entire thing was like... That was there, the way to wrap up the show, and it just it was out there hours and hours before, so that kind of sucked. Um, yeah, but yeah, that still looks. I like. I'm in for that. I, I like what they're going for. With the, there's always a big focus on the villain in these games, right? And um, if the rumors are true that it is going to be a, a prequel to Far Cry Three, uh, having you know Far Cry Three being one of the best sort of villains in the far cry series like yeah vass is obviously the pinnacle of that that series and what what he's done um mm -hmm. and if if it's going to be about his family that'd be i'm 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 in <laughs> entirely in on that one for sure yeah yeah what's 100%. your kind of takeaway on all that 
No, I, uh, I, I think you're on the money. I mean, I, it was hard to like get a good grip. Uh, I would have loved to see a little bit more. Uh, I guess they're mm. going to do another Ubisoft forward so, later this year, right? Where we'll, we'll yeah. see the, the Beyond Good and Evil too, I presume. Yeah, and whatever and Joseph cry. Gordon-Levitt is doing. Oh, that's right. What like I, uh, it's called Hit Record, right? Yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's thing. I think yep. they've got a radio station in Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, I don't know if I was meant to say that. Well, it's out there now. Um, but yeah, like... <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so that's... Uh, yeah, there, there's there's a lot more for Ubi to do. Hopefully they show more of Far Cry. Hopefully it doesn't leak ahead of time. But I thought it was a very cool, very stylized trailer. Um it's out like there, said, by the way. Hey? The hit record stuff is out there. Oh, is it? Okay, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hope uh Yeah, I hope it turns out, like you said, that it's fast. But uh, I'm excited for Urban Warfare. Um I don't know, Urban Warfare Far Cry. I think that'll be a very interesting uh take on the game. It'd be very int- like interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito. That's what we went with last week, I think. Um, so that's yeah. pretty much all confirmed. And, and the there's also a young, yeah, young kid in in this trailer. Um, mm-hmm. And that's who people are sort of pointing out to be the vast character, purely yeah. because he has a scar on his, uh, on one of his eyes, eyebrows, mm-hmm. um, and it's basically exactly the same as the one that Vas had in um far cry three and so that's the sort of connection they're drawing but also there's another connection of they seem to be really focusing on this kid quite a lot for some reason um Mm. and on top of that the actor who played him um and i don't know his name off the top of my head um but he was t uh it's michael mando he was teasing very recently that that Vass is one of his favorite characters and it's very near and dear to his heart and uh and that uh maybe he'll reprise that role at some stage soon uh. winky face that was on like a reddit post or something <laughs> like a reddit AMA. so Gold. um absolutely that'd be that'd be sick if there was like a this is like a, an origin story of him and, and yeah. there's like a time jump or something that happens and all of a sudden now you're on that island with him and he's back that'd be or even if it was like teeing up to be a dlc thing for later on and still i'm i'm totally in for for that whatever they're doing hopefully it's good i i i like i enjoyed far cry 5 i i really liked the story um i thought it was really interesting um the setting was was wacky and goofy so Mm. yeah i'm i'm cool for more far cry absolutely yep um sweet and a release date for that one as well, February. February like yeah. Ubisoft ban. <laughs> if they go ahead with that date, that's yeah. Watch Dogs in October, Assassins in November, mm. and then Far Cry in February. Like, what have they got left after that? Are they just going to take a, a year off? Well, they don't have Skull and Bones, do they? No, Skull and Bones has apparently been uh, rebooted. So that's a game we haven't seen um, at E3 since 2018. Um, this was Ubisoft's pirate adventure game, uh, which was using a lot of the systems from the Black Flag 
um, Navy combat. Uh, it's been reported by VGC that they've basically rebooted this game last year and they're sort of drifting away from a like a premium uh, open world game and moving it more towards a, like a live service game in terms of looking at games like uh, The Division 2, like what Ubisoft has done with that, where it's always events and updating it all the time and community-driven. Um, so yeah, that that could be something that we'll see later on but uh i mean if, if i've always enjoyed uh sea of thieves so if they're going to want to do something more in line with that for skull and bones yeah. and yeah I, i'd check that out especially if the combat is as good as what was in um you know some of those other games that they've done in the past yeah i uh i just i just remember that for the first time they showed skull and bones all i could think was this doesn't work. Doesn't work on a like from a idea hmm. point of view. I just do not see how this game works. I, I mean, I guess it'd be fun. Like, are you for the a pirate ship, <laughs> right? And yeah, so I, I can't say I'm surprised. Right, they've needed to continuously work to make it into something. But anyway, yeah. What's up next? Uh, next up, we've got Superhot Mind Control Delete, which is a free add-on for Superhot, not Superhot VR. Uh, and it'll be available tomorrow, like within the next 24 hours, basically. Right. Uh, by the time people hear this, it's probably out. It's definitely out. Um, tried to get some codes for this, but couldn't couldn't get a hold of it. But um, yeah, that's cool. They're sort of releasing it for free for people that already own Superhot. Yeah, that is cool. I already own this. Yeah. Uh, um, I bought it fucking ages ago, but it's pretty cool, nevertheless. Yeah. So we'll probably talk about that one next week as well. Uh, yep. Um, next up, we've got the Uncharted film. It's actually happening. Um, after seven directors, we've talked about this multiple, multiple times. Mm. <laughs> this, uh, this film that just never got anywhere. They started filming this week. Um which is starring Tom Holland from Spider-Man and Mark Wahlberg, uh, who you'll know from Transformers. From uh, Mark Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yeah. I remember talking this back in the day when I think Mark Wahlberg was attached to play Nathan Drake. Yeah. And now he's gotten to the point where he's playing like Sully or someone like that. Yeah. By the time it actually comes out, it'll be playing like a fucking skeleton in the fucking one of the tombs or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's being directed by uh, Ruben Fletcher, Fletcher um, who has done in the past Venom and... Oh, good. I think Zombieland was the last one he did as well. Right. Venom, uh, what a great film. Uh, yeah, I think that was his fault. But whose fault was it? I think it was supposed to be an R-rated film and fucking Sony screwed it up. Yikes. Yeah. I'm not saying it was a good film, but I, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was all his fault. Anyway, oh, yeah. so it looks like we're going to be seeing that film at some stage, unless something happens like halfway through this and it just completely falls apart. You never know. But at least they've started mm. filming something, which is crazy to think of. Um. 
And the last story we've got here is some PlayStation 5 news. Uh, Sony is boosting the production of the PlayStation 5 by nearly double the units. Uh, initially, they were aiming for about 6 million. And at this right. stage, it uh, looks like they're planning now for 10 million. Um, and to give you an idea, the PlayStation 4 sold 4.2 million in the uh, launch of November 2013. So I think they were gauging somewhere around about the six. But now with the way the sort of world is uh, in a lockdown at this stage, everybody's at home, they're mm. thinking that it's going to be a lot more. Um, and also it means that if something does happen in the future, I guess they'll have stock res- reserves as well. So they've got a pile there. Um, so either way, uh, hopefully there's not going to be any sort of shortages during uh, the November, December period at this stage the PlayStation 5 because it was looking like that it was going to be one of those things where you were going to have to pre-order as soon as this thing dropped otherwise you probably weren't going to get one this year <laughs> that's kind of like my feeling especially of the like them dropping uh, like a Spider-Man game that's huge at launch yeah that's yep. a, a massive name um, for them to, to kick off with so I feel like they're pretty confident I uh, I was thinking about buying two PS5s. <laughs> Why is that? Because someone oh, they, to make uh, your money back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do what are those on the, uh, do the, the Give me the old flipperty do. Mm. Um, but uh, no, probably not now. Uh, yeah. Still, uh, no, that's that's awesome. Um. Yeah. I wonder if Xbox is doing the same. Right. Yeah. Guess we'll see. A lot of the pre-order pages went up um, this week. No prices still. Or at least they're they're putting landing pages up and that sort of stuff. So, I mean, there was a rumor that there possibly could have been a release release date and pricing this week, but that didn't go anywhere. Um, Hmm. So, we're still waiting for someone to jump on and uh, put their foot in in the price price range first uh but that's the news that's all we've got anything yep. um anything no. else you want to add that you saw news wise no no breaking no all right should we do some questions any questions well, at all let's do some questions i believe we do i've got a little dot next to it all right let's do that let's see let's see let's see let's see let's see where do we start july 14. Oh, yes. The Heath question is the last one. <clears throat> Fridge Monster Man writes, Hi, Job. Hi, Luke. I haven't played The Last of Us and probably never will because it's not my kind of game, but I need something clarified. In all the discussion I've read and listened to about the ending of The Last of Us, how that impacts the story of The Last of Us Part 2 and who the real bad guy is, I feel there is a point that is cons- consistently missed. Oh, quick spoiler warning, I guess. Here there be Spoilers. So the moral quandary presented at the end of the game is either Ellie dies to save humanity and Joel is an arsehole for escorting her to her death or Joel saves Ellie, dooms humanity and is still an arsehole. Why does Ellie have to die in order for a cure to be found? This is a point I feel many have missed. Uh, It seems to be taken as a given that Ellie has to die. Like surely there's some other way of researching her particular immunity. 
and there's no guarantee that a death will result in a cure being found. Ethically speaking, the doctors are on really shaky ground here and should be hauled in front of a tribunal. Is any of this addressed in either of the games? Uh, Yeah, in the first one, right? The thing that they need uh, to get... The, the, the reason she has to die, it's in her brain. <laughs> they have to do brain surgery to get to the portion of her that... Because uh, the, the fucking fungus, the mushroom, attaches to something on their brainstem uh, and, and that's what infects them. So they had to get to her thing in her brain to uh, work out what it is so that they can I think they basically want to study her brain right so yeah that involves so, them taking her brain out <laughs> yeah or like I mean you can do brain surgery without removing the brain that does happen from time to time but generally the people it happens to are not the same um cause you know if you think about it we are all just a bunch of electrical impulses Going around some jelly. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, unfortunately. So it has been, uh, I think, addressed to some extent. Even if uh, yeah. even if they could save her, there's a, a real strong chance uh, that she wouldn't, if she did live through the surgery, uh, she wouldn't be the same person, which is what Joel is trying to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Good question. Um, I don't think I don't, I don't. I know we never addressed it when we were chatting about it in like, passing, and I don't think it is uh, explicitly explored uh, all that much. It's more a passing thing. I think you derive it from like X-rays, right? Like X-rays, yeah. and, like the sort of environmental thing. Something that they I do just really don't good think in the last they want last people two. thinking about it too much either. Oh, true. Like some well, like you get loop, to uh, time travel everything. shit. You're like, yeah. uh, don't worry about it. But yeah, there is a canon explanation for it. Baz writes, please put a warning up before reading out Heath's contributions to the show. I fell asleep. I can't remember the rest of the show. Neither can I, actually. <laughs> um, what is your favorite TV show and or movie of 2020? Oh, fucking hell. Uh, I am going to go with Corporate. Because I only discovered it in 2020, and there is a new season coming out pretty soon. Uh, is my favorite TV show. Uh, that show destroyed me. Like first episode, eh. second episode, holy fuck! And then it just continues to get better from there. Um, so that's my favorite TV show that I've watched in 2020. Uh, favorite hmm. TV show to come out in 2020. I'm gonna go with Doom Patrol. Because I love Doom Patrol and everyone should watch Doom Patrol. Favorite film of 2020. I don't know, man. Have movies come out in 2020? Are there any fucking movies out? (laughs) Yeah. What's what's your answer? Um, I'm just looking right now. Uh, It looks like my highest rated film of this year so far is Palm Strings. Oh, I watched that on the weekend. Yeah. That was good. I liked it. A uh, little weak at the end. A uh, couple of, like, uh, you know, Looper style, don't worry about it, time travel fucking hiccups. But uh, otherwise, that was yeah. really good. I didn't know anything yeah. about it. My no. wife suggested it. We started watching it, and about five or six minutes in, I was like, I know the plot of this it. film. 
Oh, yeah, no, yeah. but I'm like, this is it. And she's like, how? How did you know that? I'm like, they're doing things. I can just tell. Uh, I, I, I guess probably as quickly as you did. Uh, oh, there's a second one on I this list I just watched it because Andy Samberg and it was a Lonely Island production. I'm like, well, obviously, Hot Rod is one of the greatest films of all time. So uh, i got to watch this. What were you saying? Uh, the second film here, which is tied, is uh, in The Invisible Man. Oh, yeah, that was that was very good as well. Um, what about TV shows? Ooh, you know, TV a letterbox shows. to save you on TV shows. You just yeah, get a fucking news it doesn't save me. Um, the Last Dance, I don't know brain. if you can kind of put that as a TV mm. show. Um, oh, yeah. I watch a lot of documentaries as well. Yeah. Um, Last Dance like- was certainly my favorite Michael Jordan propaganda uh, reel, you know, uh, PR piece promoting Air Jordan. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't wouldn't it. say it was a documentary, Luke. No, because uh, documentaries usually, at least, uh, pretend towards objectivity, uh, and this one certainly didn't. But yeah, no, I'm kidding. Um, Last Dance was good. TV shows at the moment. I'm watching uh, what we do in the shadows, season two. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's really good. Season two is a lot better than season one. Season one was amazing. So, I mean. You know, first of all, second of all, uh, no, what, yeah, what we that that could definitely be up there. It'd be a close one to Doom yeah. Patrol, but Doom Patrol is awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, Watchmen, I guess, is the one. That's from last year, Jackass. Oh, was it? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Really, yeah. Watchmen was last year. Anyway, far out. Um, it's been a long year. Speaking of, speaking <laughs> of Luke being a Jackass. Uh, I was like complaining to him and Nate about not being able to get any games of Rocket Arena. I'm like, I can't get a game that is under 250 ping. And Luke goes, I'm, get- I'm getting games, no fucking problem. I'm like, you're such a fuck. You're such a fuck. Anyway. Maybe uh, you should tr- play in a low population region. <laughs> such a fuckhead. That's um, such like a PUBG answer. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That, that is exactly, like, that's exactly what the PUBG Twitter account would, would tweet. They weren't trying to scam me out of Bitcoin. Um, Dr. E3 Money writes, does Luke not powder his balls because he is an Android and already has some advanced auto powdering system? Uh, Luke? What? No. Why don't you, have you started powdering your balls? No. No? Okay. My wife overheard me talking about powdering your balls. Yeah. And uh, she she chimed in. She weighed in yeah. on this because uh, I, I pointed out that, you know, we don't really have the, the ladies' perspective. And we are uh, a uh, an equal opportunity uh, talcum podcast, mm. uh, grifting and talcum powder podcast. And uh, uh, she said, do not. Look, the, the, the verdict is out, but... Uh, you can't really get talcum powder into your pee hole hmm. as a dude uh, unless you're actively trying to. And that's not the part you're supposed to be talking anyway. But uh, you shouldn't chunk talcum powder or baby powder up your uh, your flaps right? because it can get inside of you and it's not healthy. But wow. uh, we've got a friend who's a medical professional. We asked her for the verdict. And she mm-hmm. was like, look, uh, they don't use, like, Johnson Johnson used to use. Um, Nobody uses talcum powder anymore, right? 
they used to use like asbestos yeah. in the in their baby powder, Johnson & Johnson. But they don't do it anymore. They got sued over that. Still, you shouldn't chuck talcum powder up yourself or baby powder up yourself, um, yeah. up your up your gash. <laughs> she didn't use the term gash. Uh, anyway, shouldn't do that. Uh, so, ladies, I don't really have a solution for you that, that suffices. I'm afraid. But, dudes... Tacky balls. Um, and Luke, patty balls. Mm-hmm. Okay. I started seeing ads about this. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Perfect. But that's, someone that's is, is putting cookies in my browser about this stuff. It's really weird. That's even better. Yeah. Um, Crossy Raven writes, HTTPS colon slash slash Apple dot news slash capital A, capital H, E, capital H, P, S, E. Capital L, capital F, capital S, V E, capital M, capital Q, J, capital B, capital Y, H, capital G, E, five, capital N, capital Q. I really uh I really know. I don't really have an answer. There's no question mark on that one across the graven, so I'm not sure where to go with it. I'm afraid. Uh Dr. E3 Money writes, another question. Does the Microsoft Flight Sim trailer look too real? It looks like it's just videos of it's just video of planes. It's fucking nuts. Like those first couple of shots over the water, the like rough seas one, and then the high shot of the reefs just straight up look real. I am fucking pumped for this game. I do not give a fuck about uh, flight sim games most of the time, unless they're in space, in which case I always you know fucking pop off. I love my space games, but. Um, okay. But I'm very excited for this. Uh, it does look extremely real. Like, uh, the I, I thought the one that looked really good was uh, there's one where they're flying over a fucking, like, uh, mountain. Okay. Uh, and, like, it's sort of... It's far enough away. I think the, plane, the planes are, ironically, the only part of this game that make it look not real. Um... Like that's that's the part where you're like, oh, it's a video game. Um, yeah, when you're just looking at the landscapes and stuff, it's like, holy shit, that's fucking, that's wild. And if it's mm. like, it's gonna be on the fucking, it's on the Xbox Ultimate Pass for PC, so uh, we'll definitely have it the moment it comes out. Uh, hopefully, maybe even beforehand, we should do some fucking see how many people we can get flying at one time in places. We can do some like fucking synchronized flight shit, like the those fancy blue jets or whatever the fuck they're called. I don't can know. Can you have co-pilots? Is it? Can you co-op in it? I don't know, <laughs> but we will find out. What would a co-pilot do? Like they're pressing buttons. You both press buttons, right? You want to simultaneously fly the same fucking plane? Yeah, that's awesome. What? Have you what? Have you ever let someone like do the gears while you're driving a car? It'd be like that game, uh, "Shut Up or Everyone Dies" or whatever it is. Like oh, someone it would be has exactly like that, except yeah. past the like, <laughs> skip the part where it's "Shut Up" and it'd just be everyone dies. Everyone <laughs> yeah. would fucking die constantly. Good and lord! So you're you're reading instructions out like landing gear and making That'd sure the pretty- flight speed is set to so. <laughs> You could do it like, you know how they have like, you know, those, those stories back in the day before, you know, uh, 
cockpits were locked and like barricaded where you'd hear about like a flight attendant like landing a plane or some shit Mm. or like you know the entire plot of the movie airplane um you could do it like that you could you could just make that game you can make it yourself luke get your wife to play and you tell her how to do it like fly up right and then you get out of the seat and you make her sit down and land the fucking plane Mm. right because Shit, every flight simulator I've ever played, I've never successfully landed a fucking plane. Uh, it's not really my jam. I uh, I get up into the air, and that's about it. I was very good at it in, like, Battlefield, but uh, as soon as the real physics are involved, I'm always coming in too hard. Massive damage. Nobody in the back of the fucking plane's having a good time. Doesn't work out. So, uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Landing's the hard part, right? Everyone knows the hardest part of flying a plane is landing. So do that. Get a fucking manual for a plane and you tell her how to fucking land the plane. It's genius. Okay. Do it. I, 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 I want you to do this. Do it. We'll, we'll see. Um, have we'll you heard about this? they're selling like different versions of the game? Yeah. Like not every version of the game will have every airport or some shit. Yeah, airports and planes, and I thought right. I read something about like different versions of airports as well. Like right. they'd be more detailed. Like if you bought oh, a premium, okay. I don't know if that's true, but I thought that's what I. Read I was somewhere. sort of wondering because it was like you won't be able to like the premium version will have Paris and Heathrow and JFK. I'm like, so what's there instead? Right, like. Adelaide, Most, if, if I'm landing in this game, I'm going to be landing on a 747 on a fucking highway anyway. Like, I'm just going to see where I can land this thing and where I shouldn't. I don't give a fuck about airports. But what's to stop me from flying to fucking JFK and just landing there anyway? Like, this is just going to be a big flat piece of land. That might actually be easier to land on than a fucking airport. Like, I'm not that, I'm not that fucking stressed about not having an airport. As long when, as you're getting on the ground, job job well done. Right? Like, <laughs> the world is my airport at this point, baby. Like, try and stop me. Anyway, uh, good question, Drew. Good good second question. Uh, okay, that's it. That's all the questions. Great questions, nice. team. Except for Krusty Raven. Didn't really understand the question. Um, Sounded like yeah. a URL. It did. If only there was a way. Finally. Um, right. <laughs> um, that is the podcast, but stick around because we have an interview uh, coming up after this with uh, one of the developers of Carry On, um, which is an indie game out of Poland, uh, which you might have seen during the Devolver Digital uh, showcase that they did recently. We've also talked about this game before last year in, um, I think, June last year. We got a, We got a chance to play it. And also, I think Job played it a couple of months back in, I think it was March, around about then, um, where you had another chance to play it. Anyway, yeah. um, it's a it's a game where you are basically some sort of alien creature, mysterious entity that wakes up in a laboratory and just causes chaos. Uh, it's very brutal and gory. Um, we had fun when we talked about it a while back. It looked really interesting. and um, And so we had the opportunity to talk to one of the developers behind it for about 25 minutes, 20 minutes or so, just about 
all aspects of the game that we thought were interesting influences um sort of like some of the challenges working on a game like that and then job took it off the rails and started talking about plushy dolls and um anyway it gets really gets really weird (laughs) let's just put it that way you've got to listen to it though um what we'll do is we'll chuck it at the end of the show once we've wrapped up um that way people can listen to it uh and uh, enjoy it in its full context and then we'll come back next week and we'll talk about the actual game uh, because we've we've both we've both been playing it yep so we'll give our review on that one um but otherwise i think it was a really good review uh sorry a really good uh, interview i um i like doing these you know changes things up every once in a while and i really appreciate the PR um, behind this game, giving us the opportunity to do that. So Christoph was like a really good interview subject. He was like super friendly and like quite like funny and witty and like super into the places I was taking it. Um, yeah, was I think he got the tone of the interview like pretty early on. So uh, yeah, uh, and yeah, it was it was great having him on uh, to, to chat with us. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Um, so that's Carry On. It's out next week. Uh, you'll be able to buy it on uh, a bunch of different platforms. Uh, Christoph mentions exactly all those places, but yeah. True. Um, anyway, uh, we'll, that'll be, another, be at the I, end of the show. I, I'm pretty sure it's a day one Xbox Live Ultimate Pass game. Yeah, Game Pass. If you've got Game Pass, you can check it out on that. Otherwise, um, yeah. you know, support them. They're a very small team. I th- yeah. We talked about that a little bit, but they're only about four people big. Um, like, yeah, uh, two core developers, the audio designer. Uh, I almost said something I'm not allowed to, and uh, and one other person for like leading QA, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure. And then you know PR teams around the world helping them out and all that sort of stuff. Sure. Yes. Absolutely, stick around with that interview. I think it's 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 really cool insight to very different types of games that we like to play. Yeah. Um, and that is the show. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all those places you get your podcasts from. You can find us on The Gap or the GA Podcast or the Gap Podcast. Um, one of those will bring us up. Uh, if you do have a moment, please rate and review the show. It uh, helps support us immensely because it means other people will be able to find it. If you would like to send us questions, you can send us an email, thegapodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. You can jump in there. Uh, leave us questions like some of the other guys have today. Uh, you can talk about random stuff in the general chat or even play games with us. Um, we've been playing Bunch of the Hunter recently. So jump in there. Check that out. Uh, you can go to our social media pages, facebook.com slash gapodcast, twitter.com slash gapodcast. You go to our YouTube page, gapodcast.com slash YouTube. You can watch a bunch of videos this week that we'll be doing uh you'll be able to see job's blurry video that is happening right now for some reason um otherwise <laughs> you can see uh some watchdogs legions footage um did you get any maybe you want to update yeah i've got yeah we, we'll have 10 minutes of both of those i can chuck some fucking rocket arena up as well if you want and some fucking hype escape you can I have think it all. i captured some rocket arena but right. um let me check on that one and we'll, we'll see just, how we go. I'll just give you the 20, 21 knockout game that I played where I just yeah. fucking blitzed those cunts. Yeah. Um, yep. Cool. Yeah. So we'll have a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you can go to uh, our YouTube page, check that out. 
And uh, you can go to our website, thegapodcast.com. It's got links to all the things we just talked about, including past episodes of the show um, or anything else you want to check out. Maybe you want to go read Job's Last of Us Part 2 review. It's still up there. People people checking that one out all the time. Um, and that is all my, thanks uh, to our Patreon my, my Rocket Arena review. Yeah. I'm gonna, I've written some stuff. So I'll chuck oh. that up uh, before this goes up, I think. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Mm. I've been thinking of doing a, a carry-on one as well, so... Oh, 100%. Yeah. We should both review it. Okay. At the same time? We'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> like right into the same Google Doc. Just like yeah. look at the look at the keyboard while you're writing so you don't see what's happening on the screen. And then it's, see if it's we can very try to work in, out uh, which word is which. It's very it in line with the game as well. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, yeah, you can go to the website for that, thegapodcast.com. And that is, yes, as I said, thanks to our Patreon members. They help support this show and uh, keep the website running. If you would like to do that, you can go to patreon.com slash gapodcast. Um, so thank you to everyone that does that every month. We greatly appreciate thanks it. Thanks so much. We do. Yeah. Um, and I think speaking that is of it. Uh, Speaking of our patrons, I, uh, yes. I was watching Dan Gaz play uh, on Twitch. Okay. Yesterday he was playing right. fucking WWE 2K20. Uh, I was having why I was having like an afternoon snack. I, I have no idea, uh, but he uh, he made his character like this the bright green that you chroma key to like for yeah. green screen. Yeah, and then he was playing <laughs> playing like fucking green videos on the green screen uh, oh, in in good. OBS. It was fucking it was actual genius. Like I've. I can't believe it isn't like an entire genre of video is just people playing stupid fucking videos in the background of uh, like he's doing, he did Rick Astley and then uh, take on me. And then I, I bailed out uh, when he was doing the taking the hobbits to Isengard. <laughs> it is a <laughs> wonderful, it makes actually makes those games interesting to watch because they are fucking awful, but yeah, it makes an oh, and he lost over and over again. I've never seen someone so bad at a wrestling game. And why would you pick a game that you're awful at? But that's what Dangers did. He should have stuck to his favorite games, the uh, the Mario 64 series. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, as you were saying, I just uh, that was pretty funny. I was playing, uh, listen, watching while I was playing Neon Abyss. Instead, I've run out of podcasts. All the people I do, I listen to podcasts. Uh, from mm-hmm. aren't aren't releasing podcasts in lockdown. I think they have to be in the same fucking house as dumb, some dumb shit, some same room or some shit. It is Working a bit, out, uh, fuck is- a bit clickier, like it's a bit smoother when that happens, but we get there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, that's it. That's the podcast. That is the podcast. You got anything you want to pimp out? You've obviously got a bunch of work going up in different places. Yeah, head to Survivor for um. For my Watchdogs and Assassin's Creed previews, uh, I I think they both turned out pretty well. I tried to do two very different styles of preview. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's it's usually better that way. Uh, and yeah, previews check that hard. out and head to yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Like especially if you think about it from the perspective of not wanting to run out of the shit that you're going to say in the review. Not that I'm going to yeah. review it for Survivor or whatever, but. Yeah, you don't want to fucking 
you want to give people as much information as possible without being boring or whatever. Anyway, uh, so check that out. And obviously, the gapodcast.com. Uh, yeah, I've already written a bunch, maybe 1,500 words on uh, on Rockets Arena. Yeah. And obviously, go to Joby Jojo to see me dumping on Rocket Arena. <laughs> Uh, and and hyperscape on twitter uh yeah uh you can find me at luke laurie l-a-w-r-i-e and that's where you find me on twitter um but otherwise that's it for this week um as we said stick around for some some interview after this and uh next week we'll be back we'll be talking about i guess ghost of shishima right that's out tomorrow um we unfortunately did not get code for that early Or code, <laughs> full stop, or, or carry that for that at all at this point. But yep, whatever. Um, mm. But we'll be talking about that next week. I'll pick up a copy, and yep. um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested to check out that game because is I mean it's reviewed pretty well, but the sounds of it, and I'm all I'm all for some samurai Assassin's Creed. Um, so we'll see how that one goes, and I'll check out some of these games you talked about, like. Uh, Neon Abyss and um, what was the other one? Uh, uh, Portal, Portal Two. Ah, oh, Portal Two, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then obviously Carry On. We can talk about that next week. So should be a yes. good week. Lot, lot going yeah. on. But until then, yep. see you all later. I, I was thinking we might start off with, uh, mate. I'd love to know have uh, has anyone on the team ever been to um, Antarctica? <laughs> no, no. Well. But I, I know what you're getting at. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I'm just wondering, like theoretically, if an alien being trapped deep in the Ant- the Antarctic ice was accidentally unleashed upon the world, and being a learning organism, it managed to make its way to the civilized world. And uh, obviously, I'm talking hypotheticals here, like all hypotheticals, but. Uh, yeah, if it were to learn that, you know, the people of this planet were hyper-paranoid and uh, extremely distrusting, isn't there a really strong chance that um, that this organism might be inclined to create some sort of uh, entertainment medium to either, uh, I guess, you know, uh, subversively present the idea of... Uh, of otherworldly beings to the people and make it either seem really silly or, uh, you know, or just a, accustomed to the idea of them existing in general so that they wouldn't be as scared when one showed up. Definitely. And with the being being, you know, uh, the creature or whatever, the alien being uh, a perfect mm. organism for sure, uh, mm. I think it would be inclined to go with the ultimate form of entertainment, which is video games with lots of microtransactions and loot boxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I, hey, you, you, is that the, is that, that the ultimate beings, ultimate game? I've, I notice, you know, what else I've noticed is you're dancing around the word monster as well. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crazy about saying the word monster either. I don't want to offend the being, um, if you know the being is out there, not you know, but uh, yeah, calling it a monster could be insensitive. Exactly, but if it's all about the loot boxes and microtransactions, there's a chance that it is a monster, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> if it went with that monetization scheme, then for sure, and yeah, it's a monster, all right.
<laughs> um, let's let's pretend that you're not being secretly controlled by an alien organism. Let's just pretend. Uh, how did you guys come up with the idea for Carrie in, in the first place? Uh, I get it was just you know childhood trauma and <laughs> <laughs> general life experiences of living in Poland. Oh, yeah. Is there are there a lot of labs that you have to break out of in Poland? Yeah, I'm not. I've been once, but I'm mostly stuck to um, to places that sell uh, pierogies. So uh, I don't really have a good idea of the lab culture yeah, in you know, Poland. Pierogies, polar bears, and and the labs. That's that's our daily life. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So. And it's worked really well in, you know, giving you a, a sense of uh, reverse horror. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, excellent. All right. Because um, I think the first time Job and I played this was in 2019. Um, and the, the both of us immediately were like, it's, it's like you're playing in John Carpenter's The Thing. Mm. Like, you're the creature. And <clears throat> having now played the game... Um, there is obviously a lot of, uh, I guess, influences from The Thing and Alien and Predator, and I, I saw some some hints of Lost in there as well. Um, are, are there any other sort of TV slash movie inspirations that you've looked towards? I know there's like a film recently with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and oh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds called Life, Life yeah. but, that, that's about scientists yeah. in space that come across this alien. Um, but it, it was so an it's, inspiration. It's, yeah. like, it was pointed out to us that... It, there are similarities there, but yeah, I think you named the the most important ones being the uh, the thing, obviously Predator and and Alien. That, those were the three core uh, inspirations when it comes to movies, at least. Uh, and obviously, uh, Alien vs Predator, the games, not not the movies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So so the idea of of being able to control either the, the xenomorph or, or the predator it was really awesome and, and something that wasn't properly explored in a while i think uh, so yeah it was mostly that uh, plus our previous game butcher was i mean it was hardly a reverse horror because it was more like a, a doom or quake turned into a 2d platformer but you were also generally a bad guy you know this cyborg which went on to exterminate humanity, kind of, kind of Terminator inspired. So, kind of Terminator, yeah. That was yeah. Butcher, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Two D platformer, uh, almost sold that style Terminator game. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think it was like a natural progression for us to go for the for the monster uh, genre with with the next game. What is it about? Uh, Playing is the bad guy that appeals to you as a designer. I guess it's still relatively fle- fresh. Flesh. Oh. <laughs> also flesh in this case. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, I think it just uh, kind of allows people to go with their own take on things, their own narration, uh, kind of automatically. If you're told you're probably the bad guy, or at least that's uh, that's what it looks like, uh, then mm. they kind of start developing their own theories, 
and are much more invested into the idea. Like on our Discord, we've seen lots of different uh, lore ponderings and theories on what the monster is and and how it came to be, uh, etc. Uh, whereas if if it was a regular horror with you playing as some human, there were some monsters and those monsters rarely uh, inspire such such uh, discussions, I think. Obviously, when you have something as awesome as, as the alien, then, then yeah, but like most most horror creatures aren't that cool to uh, for people to invest themselves in them when they're just the villain and you see five minutes of them in the movie or in the game, you just, mm. oh, it's a boss and it was cool and that's it. Yeah, that's really cool. That's a that's a really good, like, really interesting perspective. I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but like, it makes so much sense. Like, it's uh, you, it allows you to do that. I mean, obviously, what I've played of carrying, you know, it has that minimalist narrative storytelling style. That uh, yeah, but at the same time, you're right. Like, I I do. I'm sitting there the entire time wondering, oh yeah, how, like, how did we come to this? So I think that's hmm. that's really good. We we also um in relation to the re- reverse horror sort of games um it, it seems like they're more in the multiplayer space these days True. with like allowing a person to be the bad guy and having um like this asymmetrical gameplay of other people being the ones being hunted after you're not really seeing a lot of these um at least you know putting the player in the shoes of the bad guy uh, in a single player game they just don't really seem to be around at all yeah, yeah. they're few and far between. Yeah, that's true. And I don't really know why, to be honest. Hmm. Maybe maybe we'll start the new thing in video games and now everyone will go with the uh, with the single-player reverse horror shtick. Yeah, be- because you it's, it's, I guess, giving the player this, like, power fantasy, right? Of being this, um, th- this what were we calling it, monster creature? Um, Perfect organism. Uh, that is basically throughout the entire game, you're pretty much just destroying everything in your path. Um, was, was that something that was always in the design from the, the initial concept of it, or was it something that came on once you started developing the game? I think we set on the game being kind of like kind of about wrecking lots of stuff and and being very interactive when it comes to the environment and and tripping out heads together with the spine, because that's how anatomy works. Uh, it was very early that, I mean, when you have a monster, what does the monster do? It's, it was pretty natural. Like The other things, uh, the, I don't know, the general world design, the Metroidvania style progression and so on, that, that came later. But uh, this being very much about fucking some shit up, that, that was there from the very beginning. Uh, in fact, if if you uh, dug up some early gifs from the from the very first prototypes, uh, you'd see that it were basically like a katamari, you just <laughs> walk into, run into uh, uh, people and and absorb them automatically, which was fun. But it was like five minutes fun, not five plus hours fun. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, we went for a more manual approach. But yeah, very early on, it was just running into stuff, absorbing it. That's kind of fun. Mm. How many uh how many mouths do you think is too many mouths? Just in general. 
There's no such thing as too many mouths. <laughs> that is horrifying. <laughs> that is just a disturbing thing to think about. Uh, um, you mentioned the Metroidvania style of Carrion. Um, uh, I noticed when I was playing the preview last time that uh, it was I found myself uh, getting lost a little bit. Have you guys t- toyed? Did you toy with the idea of a map? Was there anything actually that you wanted to add to Carrion but wound up cutting because it didn't really work or, you know, uh, anything like that? I mean, we have lots of ideas that we didn't really get around to, to implementing for one reason or another. Either we decided that eh, it won't really work or, oh, this would make it into a whole new game or would just be a feature creep and, and we'd never finish it. Uh, yeah. But I think uh, when it comes to the core core design, core gameplay look, we have most of it there. Like Obviously, we could always add some more reactions or even more streams. And like, <laughs> it was the only thing audio-wise we said, yeah, we can never have too many screens. So that was the only thing that didn't have a, a capacity or limit on it. It was just, yeah, more, more, more. Because the soundtrack, everything else, yeah, there is some something to it. But screens to just keep on going. We can always use more. <laughs> infinity screams, infinity mouths. <laughs> I have infinite mouths and I must infinitely scream. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> um, you, you've got a small team there as well, right? So I guess it's it's about like sort of picking the the core features that you want and making sure you can focus on those. Yeah, definitely aspects of the game. Yeah, like the core uh, core team of let's say content creators. So not including our sound designer and and composer. Uh, Chris Chris Velasco, by the way, you may know him from from Resident Evil Seven or some God of War titles. Uh, Mass Effect and so on. Uh, yes, yeah, so it was basically me doing game and level design, and Sebastian, the uh, the brains behind the whole project, the uh, the guy who came up with with this fucked up idea. Uh, he did all the programming and all the art. So we had to be pretty uh, pretty tight with what we decided to actually include in the game to not waste stuff on uh, time on and resources on stuff we. Thought maybe it would be cool, but probably we'd have to cut it anyway. So, I pretty much all the cuts were done uh, on paper, like some stuff from the design document or or we just from our tasks in in Asana or wherever. Uh, we just decided, yeah, we're probably not doing that, and there was very little that we'd actually spent any time developing uh, that didn't make make it into the game. And, uh, you know, if it comes down to it, you could always wait, what, like 21 years and then release a prequel to Karen that nobody wants, right? Like with the yeah. thing. I mean, that worked well for the thing, I think. You know, everyone really liked the thing prequel, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, the perfect organism seems to be a big hit uh, during um, the Devolver Direct when it was uh, interacting with uh, Phil Spencer. You guys thinking about doing like um, merchandising now? With Phil? 
you know? <laughs> Yeah, TV shows. Yeah. Why not? Oh. Why stop at merchandising? A, a sitcom, <laughs> a, a sitcom with uh, about Phil Spencer and uh, the monster being roommates. Yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah, exactly. The the, the odd couple, like just ah, <laughs> oh, the perfect organism. So messy. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> leaving heads everywhere. Yeah, just oh, is this your head? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, but in, in general, we had some ideas for, for different uh, types of, you know, merch. Obviously, T-shirts, plushies, whatnot, uh, carry-on hats, why not? Uh, but uh, I think mostly because of the pandemic, it's very hard to get something going, you know, physical and, and ordered from somewhere, get it shipped. So yeah. Uh, yeah, those plans were mostly postponed. I, I mean, we'll see, maybe we'll get something going eventually or for the uh, uh, carry on to Electric Boogaloo sequel, maybe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, currently we're mostly about the game itself and, and obviously we'll have the special reserve uh, physical uh, edition of, of the Switch version. Which is pretty cool. Nice. Uh, yeah, and oh, I'm going to spoil it. We'll most likely also have a release of physical release of of the soundtrack. Oh yeah, cool. It is a it's a it is a pretty like it's a very atmospheric soundtrack. What I've played of it anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, like suits the game really well. You've played the the sneak peek demo, right? So since then we've had lots of cool tunes added and i yeah. think it, it works really well with the game i'm pretty proud of of what chris has uh, done for us awesome um, yeah. um one thing i just want to touch on quickly was the the movement in the game because it sort of feels like it evolves a little bit depending on what size you are exactly because you sort of start off as this like a little blob, but you can get to a point where it's a little bit like uh, you're more like a really long worm, and the the interaction between how you move within the environment is is sometimes very different from the, the initial start of the game, or, or depending on sort of what size you are. Um, was that really challenging to get right, or to to make it feel like it was working in in the world you've created? Yeah, uh, like. The very first months of, of prototyping, like pretty much the first six months of uh, development, were just Sebastian tweaking and programming all the all the physics-based movement, and it was really hard to to get it right. And even after that point, after us uh, doing the the prototype uh, demo that we. Uh, showcased uh, on some events and and sent to to different publishers. We are still tweaking all that stuff, and I think that some tweaks were done even after the alpha sneak peek demo we played. So, like even a, a couple of months ago, we were still tweaking some movement uh, and especially eating or, or how the tentacles work. There's lots of mm. lots of, I mean, the physics and the maths are generally very simple. It's almost all based on on two spheres it's it's nothing uh, super complicated but just getting you know the numbers right and, and the general feeling and how the monster uh, moves and it actually does use the tentacles to to pro- propel itself uh, in the direction you're going because some people thought it's uh, 
basically just like swimming or floating in the air that uh, the tentacles are yeah. just uh, uh, some for show you know, yeah for for show just an animation but it's it's not the case it actually does uh, utilize the, the tentacles to move in fact uh, in the uh, full game uh, early on I added a very large semi-open area which didn't it doesn't have the background uh, just to show that without the background the monster can't move because it utilizes I would say the depth of, of the level as well when it's moving just make it more responsive uh, and then people go like oh so it's not floating in the area I actually need to attach the tentacles to different surfaces which is pretty cool I think yeah that's a really um, clever way to, in- to get people to make that connection like without, you know, out and out saying it, because I don't think it's a game where you out and out say a lot. Yeah, we try to keep it as, as minimal as, as possible, basically. Yeah, because I, I remember when we first played it, it, was, it had this feeling, feeling of, like, you can kind of go wherever you wanted, mm. um, but by, I guess, showing the player that, no, that's not right, we're just going to, you know, you've actually got to be attached to something. Um, do, do you do anything in terms of the level design in order to... Um, sometimes make or, or to like have tricky areas where people can't get into uh, hidden areas that you've sort of played with the level design in, in certain situations or is it pretty basic in terms of showing players where they should be going there are some hidden areas as so with some optional upgrades basically uh, but we try to make the main uh Pathway, the, the main flow of the game, make, make, we try to make it fairly, maybe not streamlined, but obvious where you have to go. Uh, and it's mm. more about, you know, utilizing your skills, solving the puzzles, overcoming obstacles instead of just going, oh crap, they go left, right, up, down, wherever. Uh, especially that we don't have uh, a map system, we have different hints, like you have. Uh, a collocation which points you to nearby hives or, or crevices, wall crevices in which you can set up a hive uh, and some, you know, environmental hints like where the exits are and so on. Uh, but uh, there is no outright map that would, like, the monster doesn't pull out uh, a pen and paper and start drawing a map. Oh, I'm here now. <laughs> uh, and and I have this many chambers left to explore, so uh, it's more of kind of from software approach, like in Dark Souls or Bloodborne, that uh, levels mm. can get fairly complex and there's lots of uh, looping and, and shortcuts. But uh, in general, they're not designed uh, to make you get lost on purpose. It's you generally know which direction you're going, and it's only yeah. the secrets or or some additional. Uh, shortcuts that are a bit obscure. Right. Yeah, right. Um, when you're playtesting, do you ever, like, find a human who doesn't shoot at you and then, like, you kill all the other humans but you specifically don't kill that one human and, like, you give them a name and and you, like, <laughs> sort of, oh, yeah, that's, that's Dan. Uh, Dan's okay. Dan's fine. And, uh, yeah, and you just sort of look after Dan. Uh, maybe not to look after, but yeah, <laughs> we, we do spare some humans at times, and this 
this then and oh here's Nigel yeah let's keep him alive as well why not <laughs> or we'll come back for him later because sometimes oh, yeah. there is some backtracking to the game <laughs> so sometimes we revisit some places and having some someone alive around is that's cool in a way because you're like <laughs> oh long time no see how are you doing how you doing look at me now look how big i am look at my <laughs> <new> powers <laughs> Dan's all Dan doesn't really appreciate it. Nigel, Nigel's pretty rude as well. That's why <laughs> you save Nigel for later. But Dan gets to, Dan. I think he can live through the entire affair. In my opinion, he he earned it just by being himself, by being a good guy. Um, j- just to back into relation of the movement. Uh, you can actually build up quite a lot of speed in the game when moving from uh. You know, even just between screens, did you expect this game to be taken off in sort of like the speedrunning community and and seeing some absolutely insane <laughs> finish times with this? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that some speedrunners will be very attracted to the, the, the movement mechanics and and ways you can optimize your uh, your path through the game. Like because there's also this uh, as we call it mass based class system. So depending on your current size cap access to different skills and eventually you have to start uh, rotating those skills uh, and start actively thinking about what size you currently are so uh, by knowing the levels inside out and and the puzzles and all the encounters i think you can really optimize when you're which which form and and i think there's lots of uh, lots of uh, room for for the speedrunners to get creative and and optimize their tactics. Uh, in fact, uh, on our uh, Phobia Game Studio Discord, we already have some people speedrunning the the Alpha Sneak Peek uh, demo, and they got I think under three minutes, two and a half, maybe. Right. I don't remember right. the exact numbers, but they got some some good numbers out there. So I think that definitely there's going to be some uh, some community of of speedrunners going for for a speedrun of, of Carrion. I think it's it's pretty cool with, with the momentum you can uh, gain and is, you know you being able often not always to, to sneak past some of the of the enemies and so on. So you can get through some levels very quickly, whereas usually they take quite a lot of time to, to get through. So, yeah, I think it, it has some potential. At least I hope that speedrunners will uh, will grow fond of it. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Um, I think we might wrap it up there, but would you like to let everyone know where you can find the game, I guess? Where can they find it? Where is it available? Uh, currently, you can pre-order it on, on Steam, on, on GOG, uh, and uh, Windows than Microsoft Store, and obviously also on Xbox and Switch. I think the pre-orders should be up and live already on on those platforms. So, so yeah, basically, you can awesome. buy all, all of those at the same time. Uh, <laughs> that would be all at the same time. You just yeah. slap it all down. Yeah, <laughs> just get them all. Yeah, got to catch them all. <laughs> Gotta catch him all. Hey, um, I, I, uh, I didn't want to derail Luke's extremely good points about the movement too much. But uh, before we go, uh, you mentioned that you were going to do plushies before. How many mouths would the plushies have? 
And how many of those mouths do you think people would have sex with? <laughs> I think we should have like uh, <laughs> detachable Velcro mouths so we could customize the plushie with as many mouths as we could. And you know, mouse, mouse DLC, you can just buy expansion packs with, with more mouths and just throw them on. And, yeah, and you are the perfect organism, aren't you? Yeah. Look at you. you, you and, you're thinking and, bit, this stuff on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then have sex with every single one of them. <laughs> well, of course. Well, of course. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> uh, thanks. I'm glad we sorted that out. <laughs> um, thanks so much for joining us, um, uh, taking taking time out while, uh, you know, obviously you're like a week away, right, from the game launch. Yeah, it launches on 23rd, so that's nine days away. Nine days, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're very grateful that you took the time to, to chat with us uh, yeah. about Carrion. Uh, we're very excited to play the full thing. Yeah, thanks for and, inviting uh, me. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, Monster right. sex is always cool, so... Oh, man. How good is it? <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. See you later. See you.